Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. The title of episode one, we're here. As Joe Castiglione mentioned, I am Steve Peralt. That is Joey Capone. This is Inside the Monster. Joey, we're doing a real show, man. It's finally here. <laughs> How many test shows it. did we do? I feel like there were like 80 <laughs> test shows that we're finally doing a real one. It's weird to think that people are actually going to hear this one and not just like you and I, you know, a couple weeks from now. Yeah, I, I think that was probably just a, a little behind the curtain here. That was a lot of what we were doing. It was a ton of, all right, let's do a test version of this segment. Let's try this one out. And, oh, I think that works. Let's put it together. Realistically, though, Joey, and this is what I'm super excited about with this podcast, mm-hmm. we're just going to go, and it's going to be great. I don't. Yeah. We, we have a whole rundown and everything, which is wonderful, but I'm excited. I'm extremely excited that... We have the show where we liftoff has happened, right? Yeah. We, we've taken off now, finally. Took a while, but we're here. The Red Sox are back in this, and we're ready to roll, Joey. We are. I'm glad that we took as much time as we did. You know, that we ironed out all the kinks, got to know each other, got over all of our fights that we've already been through. You know? Oh, uh, real fist fights. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, we the, really, sorry, I should have been yep. clearer about that. Physical <laughs> fist fights that you and I have been in. <laughs> Um, I've learned all the ins and outs of who Steve is. I know you like lemonade. I know you like the sand yeah. lot. Hey, I think that's we're it. gonna we're gonna dive into in our spring training trip breakdown. Mm-hmm. I I got a couple of Joey things that I'm gonna share with everybody, <laughs> oh, and there there are a couple of gems. I gotta say, start another um, fist fight here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> over over uh, Zoom here, but yeah, just to just to get us to this point, uh, just a little recap of how we got here. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Section 10 was an enormous part of my existence. That was seven years doing that show. Uh, Jared, Coley, Pete, obviously fights for a little bit. That was a ton of fun. Love doing the show. Section 10 has passed on. Uh, I, lo- I love that it, it existed when it did. I love mm-hmm. that it was, it was an enormous deal for Red Sox fans when it existed. We got that World Series run. It was great. It, no complaints at all. That was a moment of my life that I'll always be thankful for. I just can't wait that we now... I look at this as just carrying the baton, Joey. We're on to the next great thing. And the fact that... I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boost your ego a little bit here, but let, let it be known later in the show I'm going to rip you so it's going to balance out. Perfect. The fact that... I want everyone listening right now. I'm sure a lot of you came over from Section 10. A lot of you obviously diehard Red Sox fans. Joey Capone, first off, yes, that's his name. <laughs> that, that is his real name. It sounds like a fake mob name. That's actually what Joey's name is. I got a lot of DMs being like, there's no way this guy's actually named Joey Capone. <laughs> this yeah. can't be a real thing. But that is your name, right? Just to it, confirm. It is, and it's crazy. Yeah, I'm partnered with the guy who like made up fake names, uh, usually Italian-sounding names. Um, yeah. Not the name I was born with. I've never told you that, but I'm dropping that right well, now. Okay. Not this the name I was born first with. first episode exclusive. What, what's your name? We'll, we'll drop it at some point. People will find out who I am. What are I you am. talking we'll, about? We'll get to it. Yeah, I've, I've been on the air for less than five minutes here. You think I'm just going to be telling people personal information like my name? You were born with a different name? I was name? born with a different name, yeah. 
Yes. But now All it's right, Joey this, Capone. This, this whole casting call is a joke now. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we got to call this thing I've been off. lying to you. You gave dude. us a fake name. Uh, yeah. I am your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My name's actually Joey Peralta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I should have let you know a while ago. So, Joey, just, just, just to kind of backtrack mm-hmm. a little bit. So, basically, Odyssey comes to me with a wonderful offer, and I, I accepted said wonderful offer. And I got to say, Joey... The fact that the Red Sox are going to be involved with this is enormous. Mm-hmm. You know, access to players, the behind-the-scenes look. Uh, Kelsey over there has been incredible. Brian's been incredible. Great to meet Justin there at spring training. We'll get into that a little bit more. The Red Sox have been great, and they're going to be a huge part of this. They're going to be giving us, like I mentioned, a ton of access to players and, and really just making this, like, the greatest possible show it can be. So that's a great layer of this. WEI has been a, played a huge role as well. Uh, with the casting call. So we started this search in September of last year. I remember the commercials going out there and I'm like, okay, like this is real now. Like we're actually looking for, you know, my co-host for the show. Mm -hmm. And we had to get about 400 submissions, a lot of great ones. Joey, I got to say, there were a lot of not great ones, but (laughs) I loved the effort. It was all about the effort. Everybody Mm -hmm. put their A plus game in front of them. Mm -hmm. And that part was great. And I stumbled upon your audition. And first off, I thought it was very good. Hey, thanks. Secondly, and I want to pick your brain on this, the concept of just recording yourself and doing an audition and faking like you're doing a podcast, very difficult. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life. And I don't know how much uh, of an exaggeration that actually is. And you're a father of a one-year-old. And and I have a toddler. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, standing on a stage in front of people doesn't really get my nerves going. Even putting out a podcast, I know that, you know, people are going to be listening to this. That doesn't really get my nerves going. Sending a video of just you alone to one person made me shake like a leaf. I don't know what that is. I think it's a... It's like having a conversation with somebody without being able to read their face and know yeah. how they're reacting. It's a really intimidating thing. So the fact that there were some bad ones really doesn't surprise me. Um, I mean, I had very little confidence after I sent it, to be honest with you. No, well, here's the deal. And it's, you did a great job first off. And then that obviously gets you to the test podcast round. Mm-hmm. And the test podcasts were a whole whirlwind. That was a whole mm-hmm. other situation of this, of this casting call. Because you didn't really know what you were going to get. I had recognized a couple of the names. There are certain people that are uh, somewhat affiliated, you know, in Red Sox Nation. I would say Red Sox Twitter. And I got to say, Joey, you were great. I thought you did a great job. I thought you fit in very well. I could tell we had chemistry right off the bat, which Mm. at the end of the day is like the most important part of this. Let's let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have chemistry with your co-host, I think your show's going to stink. Right. And a lot of those shows out there in the universe that don't have chemistry with the co-host, I think the shows stink. So naturally you need that. You need to have that. And I think we had that from the jump. And when we were doing other test shows, kind of, you know, second, third layers, I knew you were the guy. I knew you were the guy. And if anything, the spring training trip further proved that because I thought we got some great content. There were some ups and downs just in terms of what we had to deal with that was out of our control. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought we handled it very well. And really, this is just me patting ourselves (laughs) on the back, you know, and just saying we're awesome. Yeah, no, I I appreciate it, man. That, That means a lot. I'm beyond excited for this. And I'm... I'm stoked to kind of share what we've been working on with the people, and I hope mm. that uh, Red Sox Nation, Red Sox Twitter, Red Sox whatever, whoever is listening, uh, accepts me with open arms, as I know you all will. I got something to say about that, 
Yeah. And I'm going to call you out a little bit. So Please I'm crazy. I'm going to call you out real soon. Perfect. Great. But, but first, <laughs> like you had your moment. It's over. <laughs> exactly. First, Joey, we got to take a brief break mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based channel championship team you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey all right so joey capone that's me we announced the show last thursday the reaction's wonderful yeah Everybody is super pumped for this show. I wanted more negative feedback, honestly. <laughs> I was I wanted someone to be like, Steve, your head's huge. Uh, this show's going to stink. Like, we got a bunch of can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Already subscribed. Mm-hmm. So you guys are incredible. I think that, that was something that meant a lot to me. Um, you know, it, it really, it means a lot that people are willing to dedicate their time to the show. And our promise to you is that we're going to make it worth it. We're going to make it worth your time the entire season. We're going to be there every step of the way. Having said that. We announced the show. Right. Joey Capone's followers, I think, overnight double. I'm pretty sure your Twitter followers maybe tripled. They, they, they tripled. about tripled. Yeah, they about tripled. So Joey's Twitter followers triple. Mm. Now, I'm over here thinking, okay, this guy is going to immediately go into all socks mode, right? <laughs> it's going to be all, all the tweets are going to be red socks. This is the new following, right? These are my people. <laughs> the first tweet that I see Joey put up, is that you found your new barbershop, and it's called P-Center Barbershop. <laughs> what was that? You know, <laughs> I was walking on my way to my barber. That was not it, but it almost was. I stopped, and yeah, I mean, P-Center should be clear, <laughs> spelled out, P-E-E, yeah. Center. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's somebody's name or whatnot, but um, I did have a bit of a smirk on my face, like sending it out, knowing like, a lot of people just followed me being like, oh, cool. Steve's got a new show. Awesome. Looks like the socks are involved. That's going to be sick. Yeah, I'll follow this guy. Sure, I'll give him a shot. <laughs> it's almost like you have to put people through the gauntlet right away. Like, how, do you really want to follow me or do you want to follow a socks guy? You know, I'm going to tweet socks stuff. I'm also going to tweet about Peace Center Barbershop. That's fair, Joey. I would have hoped for that in late April. <laughs> I would I would have hoped yeah. for the first month we're doing sock stuff. Not only did Joey tweet out the initial I found Peace Center Barbershop, he replied to the tweet and said, shout out Peace Center for hooking it up. And it got four likes. So I just <laughs> I just think that we should probably, you know, this is this is a Red Sox audience, you know, yeah. and 
and the next tweet was Adele the funky homo sapien. Um, like these Del, tweets like are Del bizarre. The funky homo sapien, you know? These tweets are bizarre. I, then, then you got back, though. Then that you got back. Sense. You're retweeting the inside of the monster account. Yeah. You got the I'm sorry what for the Japanese uh, baseball entrance. That was crazy. Yeah. So I think you're back on, on track now. It's just I don't know if we should have any more Peace Center tweets. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not going to censor who I am, man. And who I am is somebody who notices things like Peace Center Barbershop and checks it out. Then goes okay. inside and gets a cut. This is just for anybody that started following Joey. Yeah, Red Sox things are on the way. Yeah. He just had to get this peace center thing out of the way first. And for and those then, who haven't yeah. followed yet, now you know that you should. Now, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now you know that you should. Definitely not an NT on the back end of that. So anyway, we will jump into our spring training recap. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, the first time I've ever been to Fort Myers mm-hmm. uh, for spring training. I've been to Fort Myers before, but I've never been there for Red Sox spring training. The amount of people that said, what? You, are you sure you've never? It's Yeah, I've never been there for Red Sox. You know when you say something, it's like, I'm not lying to you. This yeah. would be a weird thing to lie about. But you get those reactions of like, no way. Like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I got gotcha. you. What a, what a weird thing to get someone on. In that fairness, I was kind of thinking it too. I was like, I was like, no way you've never, you've never been. I don't know. It's, it just feels like something you would be all over, you know? Yes, but I think something that not enough people knew when I was doing Section 10 is that I had a full-time time job with Bleach Report. That's true. Yeah. I, I was working full-time over there, and I couldn't just be like, hey, guys, I'm going to spring training for a week like deuces. Like it, There yeah. was, especially during March, mm-hmm. with March Madness going on, it right. was just a no-go. So there were a couple interviews I missed out on, a Chris Sale one being uh, the top of the list, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really do interviews, so I wasn't in love with that. But I would love to have a Chris Sale interview on this show, and I think inevitably we will have that. But... It was great, Joe. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, that was the first time we had hung out like once before. I think we we had some bevs like a month before. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this guy's a good hang. But going on a trip with somebody is a little different. That's kind of yeah. your next level of like, okay, this is legitimate. We're actually doing this. And all things considered, I'll get to all my topics mm-hmm. here. I thought it went very well. But what what stood out for you? Yeah, from a social aspect, dude, I'll tell you, it's a it's a full deep dive, like a dive into the deep end of like, hey, let's get on a plane together. And then, oh, by the way, we have one hotel room with two beds like where there's not two rooms. We're just let's just like live on top. Let me rephrase the live on top of each. You know what I mean? On top of each other. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, make sure you rephrase that. But to cut you off real quick, it was funny because first off, we only had like two days to book this yeah, like yeah, yeah. obviously you know the stoppage ends we got to book this immediately mm-hmm. and so i'm over here you know we're we're you know slack messaging back and forth i'm like i think we got a flight i think we got a hotel i yeah, don't know yeah. like this is good enough this is the best we're gonna get and it was still super pricey um and so naturally you know it was way less expensive to have the same room right with two beds i and never I'm thinking, asked you never told yeah. it was just a. We'll see when we get there from my end. I think I asked I on know. the plane, like, so what's the uh, the rooming situ- situation there? Is it like... Yeah, I'm just uh, like, same room. Oh, you got some games cool, on your TV? Cool, That's cool. cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, our, our sales guy, Matt Casey, uh, he's he would probably... He's like, I'm more than a... I'm just going to... You're the sales guy, Matt. Uh, he... You guys were FaceTiming about, you know, some ad stuff that's coming up here. Mm-hmm. And I had just showered. And so I, I think I got a towel on, whatever. I think I'd actually mm-hmm. put clothes on. But he had no idea that we were at the same place. And yeah. so I walk, I was like, you guys bunking together? What like, what's going on here? That was that was actually pretty funny. But we had to. I don't think yeah. we really had a choice. If we're going to start yeah. doing multiple rooms, you know, shout out to Odyssey for covering the trip. We don't want to leave, you know, 
Daddy Odyssey with a huge bill. Yeah. So we weren't trying to do that. Um, but no, I think all things considered, the actual flight and hotel stuff was fine. It was. It was. Um, the spring training experience itself, beyond yeah. fine. I would say, yes. I'm, I'm going to say, damn fine. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That's a, damn that's a big fine. word to use. I also had never been. Um, I honestly didn't know how much desire I had to go to spring training. Like, it's baseball. I want to see baseball. You know, I, I'm also a prospect guy, so I like to see, you know, the top couple guys in action. That's always fun. But yeah. um, the idea of going, you know, going to Florida to like a place I don't know. I don't know what the town of Fort Myers is like. You don't know what the park is like. Um, I think in my mind, I just kind of imagined a miniaturized everything and there wasn't going to be as much stuff going on. I was wrong. I was straight up wrong. The place is awesome. The city of Fort yeah. Myers is sick. The park is great. Uh, the team was wicked accommodating to us too. Made our experience even better. Um, yeah, man, it exceeded any expectations from my end. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, I think showing up the first day, the uh, the dentalada, as I like to call it, mm. the credential. It's a dentalada. It really gets you everywhere, man. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's a hell of a gig. And so we're just we're walking around the park. We're trying to do the tour, check out some spots. Uh, you know, we had the video drop yesterday of the top five parts of JetBlue Park. Check that out on the Twitter, Instagram, everywhere at ITM underscore pod. But yeah, it was it was a, a hell of a trip. I think on top of the Green Monster, man, it's hot up there, man. Dude. I like the first day I was trying to get that base, right? You want to get that tan? I'm so white. I, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to get a tan. I, I, I want to not look just like blinding white. Mm -hmm. And so we get to the top of the monster. We're chilling up there for a little bit, talking to our boy Brian, mm -hmm. and I'm realizing, oh, I'm already toast. You like, feel it. You can feel it in you your skin. It. Like you know, you catch a ray of the sun the wrong way, and you're like, oh man, like I'm medium rare right now. Yeah, and the thing about getting sunburned is that everyone needs to call it out as if okay. like they're seeing something that is you know stunning. Like yeah. people get sunburned, all right. <laughs> It's not like it's a bit it, that big a deal. And the first person we see is is Jaron and his agent Barrett, who's a wonderful human. Mm -hmm. And Jaron calls it out immediately. He's like, "Oh, you're missing some sunscreen there, bud." And mm -hmm. I'm like, "Damn it! I didn't see. I didn't know it was going to be that obvious." It off was the jump. One hundred percent of people who saw you after day one. It was yeah. not like, "Oh, some people commented." The guy who held the door for you at the Twins Park was like, <laughs> "Wow, someone forgot sunscreen." And then you get inside, the EEI guys are standing there like, hey, Steve, you're sunburned. Yeah. The guy yeah. giving you the credentials. Oh, man. Hope you loaded up on sunscreen today. Every 100% of people. Shout out to Will Fleming. I think he was the only guy that like didn't call it out. He whispered and, it to and me. Will's a no, Will's a gem. So I think he was just trying to be nice by not mm -hmm. saying I was sunburned. But um, yeah, I mean, Bradfoe mentioned it. I mean, everybody mentioned it. Mm -hmm. there, there was no real getting away from it. And it's like, yeah, I'm sunburned. Whatever, man. Like it, it happens, and I thought it was going to turn into a base, and I'm still peeling. I loved how defensive you were about it, because like some people, people don't know that it's the 80th time you've heard it. You know, they're just saying, yeah. "Oh, hey, you look sunburned." So there was like one or two instances where someone said, "Like, oh, you're looking pretty red," and you're like, "Yeah, I know. Yes, <laughs> I've heard." <laughs> I had a, I had a couple so mini flipouts, but like if you can do that and kind of laugh, mm -hmm. then it's. I think it's fine. Yeah, if you yeah. can kind of flip out and laugh and it's like, oh, okay, he's not that upset. And then you kind of think, wait, was he upset? But you yeah. don't really know. But anyway, sunburns happen. It is what it is. Um, 
one thing, and this is just going to be a show of me calling out things that Joey didn't do. Because, again, I gave you a lot of praise out of, out of the gate. Uh-huh. you got to match it. So we're at the backfields, right? Backfields, by the way, if you're an autograph seeker, if you're if, – if it was me at, like, let's say age 10, I would have lived there, Joey. That's where you take I would have lived at those backfields. backfields. Yep. That's don't, – don't go by where all the other kids – but Xander, Xander. No, go to the backfields because these guys – especially when the team's on the road – because these guys all go Xander, Verdugo, Rafi, the big names a lot of times stay behind and it's just you're basically watching them on like a Cape League field. Yeah. Like it's, you know, the same amount of people there too, maybe way less actually. It's only like 100 people total spread all all around and um it's pretty yeah. cool. And it's you're a pretty standing cool setup. right at the backstop on the other side of the fence. It's like it's like a high school game or something. You can walk That's what I'm saying. Right Dude, up. I'm yeah, telling you. Crazy. Big time Cape League vibes. Mm. And so we're we're uh we're standing there and Joey, to his credit, at first, <laughs> to his credit, mm-hmm. um, was was filming. Yeah, and you know was was rolling on these at bats. Xander comes up. Joey's Joey's recording a mm-hmm. couple pitches. Uh, this is after recording Verdugo. This is after recording Devers. Xander Bogarts, big deal. Big He's deal. a big deal on the team. Mm-hmm. Joey, bless his soul. Stops rolling on Xander the pitch before he hits an absolute bomb, like mm-hmm. a no doubter. He also mm-hmm. did the coolest Xander stuff, you know, when he kind of holds the back, gives a little one two step look. He yeah. did the one two step look thing, dropped it, started the trot. I'm like, oh my god. Also, the ball trajectory it was would have right been right. Line. It was right in line with what the shot would have been. It was to left field. The left fielder just looked at it. It went way over his head. That thing yeah. would have just you that would have crushed about on Twitter social content, dude. That would oh my god, that would have done it. Um, but immediately lot, you knew you looked yeah. you looked very upset. Well, the thing is, I'm not even gonna. I'm not, first of all, one thing you got to know about me, Steve. I'm not gonna take an ounce of blame. Okay, I'm not gonna take <laughs> any accountability, credibility, none of it. Okay, yeah, it wasn't my fault. All right, some kid talking to you, talking to me. I overheard something, wanted to get in on it. It was a conversation. I got distracted, which is not my fault. Um. It's it's somebody else's, um, Naturally. but uh, let me just say uh, this is like going to be the dumbest and most obvious thing of all time. But um, watching those guys play baseball that close is crazy. It's like it really helps you recognize the disparity between you and I getting <laughs> getting in the box and yeah. Xander Bogarts. It's crazy because the only guys you've seen that close are, you know, the highest caliber players you've seen that close anyway are Cape League guys. And beyond that, like, you know, high school. Like, it's you're, you're used to when you get to be up against the, the, what, what, the, the backstop. I was going to, I was about to call it the gate. That makes no <laughs> sense. Uh, when you're up against the baseball yeah, the, gate, the, you the know, I'm a baseball guy. You the, yeah. 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 Exactly. I know terminology. Um, you're normally seeing like like that. Those are the guys. You mm-hmm. know, it's maybe some college prospects. Normally, it, it was always like your local high school. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Hingham High players don't have anything on Xander Bogart. The so they don't have the same. Pop. It's a little different. Yeah. And I'm telling you, when you hear that pop up close, it's awesome. So that that yeah. was a, a very cool part of the experience. The kid that came up to us that had an I Break News shirt, <laughs> who's 18 years old, God goes to Florida him. Gulf Coast. I forget his name. It might be Isaac. It is Isaac. Um, yeah. He was, uh, I, I know he would listen to Section 10. He was a big Section 10 guy. Mm-hmm. And so I recognized him. I think he had been at Winter Weekend before. Dude walks up with an I Break News shirt. Let me tell you, though, Joey, 
that wasn't like a joke. Like he was serious about it. Oh, I yeah. was like, oh, so you break you break news, huh? He's like, yeah. Yes, I, I do. actually got I, I got the Austin Davis story. Um, what else did he say? Uh, he was I'll like, oh, I knew, he, I knew Correa, but I didn't tweet it yeah. or something like that. He, I'll tell you what he did tweet like the day we saw him was uh, Red Sox are signing Trevor Story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it, to Isaac's credit, he did have the story. Yeah. He did have the story story. All right. So he, he was a little ahead of that. But this dude just having an I break news shirt <laughs> and not at not as a joke uh, i respected that i respected yeah, imagine that he trying wanted to go and get a know. quote like uh, <laughs> there at the backfield like with a shirt that's like i break it basically says like i'm gonna leak what you tell me i'm gonna <laughs> leak this you can't wear that shirt and be like this this is again off the record hey, like, yeah, no, you dude tell me dude yeah no come on man hey you can let me know it's fine uh no no <laughs> first off you're a freshman at florida gulf coast and you have a shirt that says i break news yeah, no. but he was in the right spot, dude. The backfields. That's where he you gets go. If I'm if I'm Chris Catillo mm-hmm. and mark it down, this is the first mention of Catillo. First Catillo mention of the year. Inside the monster. <laughs> yeah, everybody, here we go. <laughs> this will be every episode. If I'm Catillo, I'm shaking in my boots. Mm-hmm. I know Chris is like 21 years old. I think he just was able to drink last season. This kid is coming for him. All right. Yep. This kid is ready. He doesn't joke around. When he comes up to you, he lets you know by his shirt that he breaks news. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew immediately this kid breaks news because it says it on his damn shirt. So I'm a little worried. I, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, Joey. Uh-huh. The more we talked, I was like, I can't really be telling this guy anything because yeah. he's going to like post it immediately. And you don't really want that out there. So, mm-hmm. Isaac, our, our, we know you're listening. Our advice to you make sure you build those relationships with like a, a normal shirt on, you know, just like yeah. like a polo. Yeah. Um, because if you're wearing the eye break news shirt when you're talking to these guys, they're probably not going to trust you. No. But hey, right on, man, and great work up to this point. I mean, he, this kid, very nice kid, very nice kid. Um, rooting for you, rooting for him. Yeah, rooting for you, which is good. <laughs> uh, some other points here from the Fort Myers yeah. trip. We'll fly through these. We got team MVP predictions to get to, and then yeah. obviously the very important interview we have coming up in about let's say 15 minutes. Uh, Chris Cotillo always wears Carolina blue. That's literally it. And he has an excuse for it every single time. Cotillo, Mm -hmm. enough. All right? You went to Carolina. We all know you went to UNC. You tweet about it nonstop. You wear Carolina blue every damn day. Stop saying your clothes are in the laundry or something's in the dryer. It's your whole wardrobe. All right? Mix it up, Just admit it, man. Just admit it. That's what we want. Yeah, that's the thing. We all know it? you're a UNC nut. Mm-hmm. Just admit that you only have Carolina blue in your wardrobe. I don't get what. What is he running from? You can you could hide it if you know your school's color was black. You know, then you could yeah. say like, oh yeah, of course I'm wearing. Yeah, every day there's something like my <laughs> jeans or my 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 hat or something. You know. Yeah. You can't do it when it's baby blue and it's Carolina blue. Just it doesn't admit work. It. Just admit it, Chris. Just admit it, man. It's fine. It, we we've all been there. A lot of times, you you wear the same stuff. I basically wear the same, you know, Lulu pants like every single day of the joggers. So mm-hmm. it's like whatever, man. Like this is what we do. It's fine. Uh, downtown Fort Myers was interesting. That mm-hmm. uh, was a very interesting setup. Dude. Joey and I get to Fort Myers that first day. It's St. Patrick's Day, and you know when you're traveling, you forget that like the world continues to happen. Like that that's something I constantly forget. Like anytime I'm flying, I mean my palms are sweaty, you know, knees weak, arms are heavy. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I'm I'm flying. And so 
naturally, we get to Fort Myers, and I'm just thankful that we're not dead. And so it's like anything on top of that, that first day would be a bonus. Mm -hmm. We get the rental car. My God, this rental car is impossible to use. Yeah. It's like, what was it, a BMW? It was a BMW. The nicer the car, the more. It's like they're, to bring back a a word we already used, it's like they're gatekeeping the ability to drive their car. It's like, oh, you don't know how to drive a BMW? I felt so underqualified. I'm pushing all the buttons. Nothing's working. Yeah. We're, I'm going forward instead of going in reverse. We get to like the, the gate to get out. The lady's like, do you have your insurance pass you know, list? What I'm the like, hell? I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm about to crash a BMW. Like, so we finally get out on the road. Dude rolls his window down and points at us. He's like, lights are off. Like, what? What, what is this guy saying? What? Come on. We've already been through enough. Roll the window. Your lights are off. Perfect. Like, oh my God. Perfect. Okay. We're on the expressway. So then, what a great place it, for that to I happen. Know. <laughs> Another 15 minutes trying to figure the lights out. So finally, we get to downtown Fort Myers and we were just trying to grab a drink, watch a couple March Madness games. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing all it these people in the It was dinner more than like, anything what? that we wanted. We were like, we just want to get a bite. I know. To we eat. were starving. Yeah. That's true. We were starving. And I'm seeing all these people in green and I'm like, Joey, get a load of this. <laughs> Everybody just start <laughs> oh, wearing the same thing. Florida Gulf Coast fans out tonight. <laughs> I know what's going on. I'm embarrassed to say how long it took me to realize it was St. Patrick's <laughs> Dude, Day. Yeah. Well, I feel like it wasn't until we sat down and saw like the the clovers. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why these bars are all like people spilling onto the streets. Like they have like the main street closed and it's like just foot traffic. It finally hit us like, oh, this is not just a Thursday night here. Yeah, this is an no, event. That, that, yeah, this is a this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, but that was interesting. And then there's a pizza place down there. I, I got a big beef with so many pizza places that their pizza just sucks. Like mm-hmm. it's the quantity. Uh, people, you know, I was living in New York for five years. Mm-hmm. Happy to be back. So in you're Boston, a pizza expert. I'm a pizza expert. Mm-hmm. I have been for a long time. And you know, New York City. I think a lot of people mistake it for some of the best pizza in the world. They have the most pizza in the world. Mm. And if you find the right spots, John's Oblique or Prince Street, then fine. That's the best pizza. Right. But I hate when, because then they they used it, Joey. They used mm. it in their name, New York style pizza. I'm Awful. like, stop saying that like Awful. it's a guarantee your stuff's going to be good. It tasted <laughs> like cardboard. It was terrible. Yeah. So Listen, I hate that. man. I, yeah. I don't know how much of a pizza connoisseur I can really um, chalk myself up to being. But what I will say is after... Um, the two beers that I had that evening, I yeah. I was down to just eat any anything. If it's covered in grease and cheese, I don't care. Whatever. No, I understand. And, and the clientele that was there wasn't exactly hoping for top-notch pizza. They just wanted food to throw in their head. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Um, and that's what they said when they got to yeah. the counter. No. I'm looking for food to throw in my head. <laughs> Do you want to shove it um, into, my, into my face hole? Yeah, sitting down <laughs> yeah, with their you guys own have to, like, cloth <laughs> napkins and... Yeah, exactly. But while we're on food, we do we do some food reviews, right? Some I, I just said reviews. Great food reviews. We do food reviews. Mm-hmm. We do food reviews. This is a French word for at, reviews. Yeah, food review. We do it at JetBlue Park and at Hammond Stadium, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Joey's Joey has never seen anything in his life. No. Forget stadium anything. He has never set eyes on anything he's been more in love with than Hammond Stadium. Dude, it's very cool. This did guy you not is see obsessed. The, did you not see the fountain? The fountain is cool. I've been the to Hammond Stadium. Sick. That, that's the thing. We used to, we still go to Sanibel. Our, fan, our, our family makes a Sanibel trip basically every year, or at least growing up we did. Now it's like every, every third year. Mm-hmm. And we would go to Fort Myers Miracle Games, which is mm-hmm. an incredible name, and their logo was great. They changed it to like the Fort Myers Muscles or something. It is the stupid, Muscles, but, yeah. 
and it's like a muscle that has muscles. I'm like, eh, go back to the it? palm tree. I don't like it. But that park is great. Yeah. But we do some food reviews, some food reviews at Hammond Stadium and JetBlue Park. Mm-hmm. JetBlue, you got honey mustard. I love you. Mm-hmm. If you got honey mustard, it'll like, I'll, I'll look past a lot of things. They have honey mustard. They have incredible lemonade, which yep. is another huge thing. And these are all in the reviews we posted. So love that. The twins, when you get chicken fingers, Joey, they give you packets of ketchup. Yeah. That's it's insulting. It's not just that it's ketchup. It's the matter of ketchup or the, the means of ketchup distribution that they're giving you. There's no pumps, Joey. Packets is a wild move. If there's a pump, you can almost forgive it because you can be like, well, you know, at least I got a lot of it. I can use some for my fries. I can whatever. Packets of ketchup's insulting. That's what you give somebody... Like to go away. Here, take these and go somewhere else. <laughs> Packets of ketchup are what delivery places do just to be like, we thought of you a little bit, right? Yeah, you throw something. some packets in the bag, and eh, whatever, you delivered. You know, you, if you were here, you could have whatever you want. You're lazy, you got delivery, here's some packets of ketchup. But yeah. if I'm going to be at a stadium, if you're going to market, and I'm, I, I'm way too <laughs> animated about this, if you're going to market the chicken fingers as the lead thing, Joey, up on the sign, the first thing it says oh, is chicken tenders. No, I, I'll tell you, that's not what it said. What, what was the first thing? Pickles. Oh, the first thing was pickles, wasn't it? <laughs> pickles. <laughs> the sign said pickles, chicken, fries. And we were like, why the hell is that what it says? And we, and, like, I got in the line out of curiosity, and then I saw pickle on a stick was an option, and it, and it all kind of made sense. But I get what you're saying. Even if it's not the top option, the fact that there is chicken tenders, what you're implying when you say chicken tenders is chicken tenders and a variety of sauces. I stand corrected that it was even crazier that they led with pickles. They led with pickles. That was, like, the first thing. And in their defense, though, that pickle brought it. That was the pickle of pickles. Like, that's daddy pickle. But you can't so I understand why with a whole ass pickle. I don't know. I don't know. I was no, I, was I know. It looks funny. Those. It's also a tough thing to eat without looking like a goof. So anyway, you market the chicken fingers. I get to the front. Hey, you got any honey mustard? No. Any barbecue sauce? No. Don't look at me. I'm, I'm not Joey. I, Joey. I was I was making it sound like <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the the kid, the kid that probably gets paid two bucks an hour. Yeah. That's behind the counter. Don't look at me like I'm the the doofus. All right. You marketed mm. chicken tenders on your sign. And all you gave me was packets of ketchup. I'm not the doofus. You and all your people are the doofus eye because you have no honey mustard. You have no barbecue sauce. You don't even have some weird thing like like ranch. Nothing against ranch, but like that wouldn't be my first guess for chicken tenders. Give me like humor me with like you know twin sauce, twin special sauce. Okay, now you're asking a lot. Now you're asking a lot to be honest. No, I know, but just like. Let me at least come to this show with like, hey, at least they tried with the special sauce. Uh-huh. Like, terrible. Okay. And I didn't even eat the chicken fingers out of like. <laughs> I know. You just threw them away. I threw them away. <laughs> Which is the funniest part of the whole thing. You're like, no, nah, I'm not eating these. Um, <laughs> but do you remember the thing you said to me right before you found out that they didn't have honey mustard? Uh, no. You turned to me and you went, if they don't have honey mustard, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> And then I saw the, the like you said, the high school kid go, um, we have packets of ketchup. And you were like, that's fine. And walked away. <laughs> and I had to like, this contained like the laughter at like the rage that I knew was going on inside your head. Yeah. Oh man. And then to not I mean, eat but here's, not we eat we them, also got to factor this move. in, Joey. We are, we are credentialed media. Yeah, we got All right. <laughs> so 
Yeah. If I if I'm causing a visibly scene, hangry. Yeah. If yeah. I'm like you know throwing fists over some honey mustard, I think that immediately revokes any access. Um, but anyway, yeah, had to had to get that off my chest. And I, I know we posted the video and everything, but it's deeper than that, man. Like th- this needs to be on record it does. on our first podcast. If you are a major league baseball team, <coughs> the Yankees, and you don't have honey mustard. For your chicken tenders, and you advertise the chicken tenders as this big thing, mm. figure it <laughs> out. Anyway, last thing I had from an incredible spring training trip, last couple things here. Yep. Sanibel, again, I can't, if you haven't been to Sanibel, go to Sanibel. I've been there mm. a million times, got to bring Joey for the first time. Mm. You go over the long bridge, it's it's paradise, man. It, like Beautiful. Fort Myers is nice, but Sanibel is like, Sanibel's another another notch up. It is. Um, the beaches, the lighthouse there is great. The restaurants. We went to this Italian place. Mm. Used to be called Mazzaluna. I remember you used to be able to write on the placemats. You know, I'm in my 30s. I really shouldn't be that worried that I can't write on the placemats anymore, but I would have liked that. It was a tradition. You could ask, uh, they you don't have ask that. for crayons, man. At, I know. Like that, F- but like that, the bartender we had, crayons. we basically ate, we ate at the bar just because, you know, the Madness games were on, but... Yeah. Um, I probably should ask that guy for something to write on. But Sanibel's incredible. Definitely check it out. There was a cool piece in the Globe about Xander taking a trip there. Uh, mm-hmm. So definitely give that a peek. I thought that was cool. But yeah, outside of that, you know, Christian Arroyo's that dude. Oh yeah, gave us a great interview. He's an awesome human. He might be my favorite person on the team. Just person. Uh, Jemai Webster is, in my book, an A plus human. If you're trying to be a great human, just copy Jemai. Uh, what an incredible dude. Great interview we have with him coming up. Probably episode three. We'll see when we drop that one. But um, we just got some great tent, man. It was an overall great trip. We moved our our flight back on the last day to to catch that Braves game, and mm-hmm. I, I give it I give it a solid A minus just because of the obvious. You know, we had an initial promo running on EEI that pronounced my name Perot, and whoever that guy is, I'm coming for you. I don't know where you are, but I'm coming for you just to talk. All right, no violence. Uh, we're not going to pull up any Will Smith here. No violence. I'm just coming to you to talk. And just figure it out. That's all I got. Joey, your closing thoughts on the spring training trip. Closing thought on Fort Myers. If you haven't been, if you're on the fence, if you're thinking, man, is JetBlue Park, is it that park? Yeah. Yep. It is. Go. Go check it out. <laughs> go, go now. Go. Right, go right now. now. You still for? have time. <laughs> you can still get to games. Do a last-minute trip. That's basically what we did. Go right now. Uh, Joey. I'm going to call an audible here because the people have waited long enough. Yeah. And this interview was incredible. This person is incredible. What a great dude to have as your manager, by the way, Alex Cora. My God. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't get much better than this. And, and it's it, the best part about us being the official pod of the Red Sox. We're homers, Joey, and we can be homers. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I love being a homer. I'm not really overly critical of these dudes. If you got a problem with that, that's on you. All right, there's plenty of humans you can go to for that. I pull for Alex Cora. This is our guy. This dude gets it, and he is the first guest in Inside the Monster history coming up after this break. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. 
Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here we are, Alex Cora, manager of the Boston Red Sox. The first episode of this show, we got the manager, we got the guy. AC, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, It's been an interesting camp. Uh, a good one, but, uh, you know, I think we're trending in the right direction. We're having a lot of fun, and uh, it's great to be with you guys. Absolutely. Obviously, we start with the beard. I mean, I, I'm sure you're sick of getting the questions at this point. The the question, the version of this question I'm going to ask is, you know you look good, right? Because I, I feel like every guy knows when they have a thing like, oh, I kind of you probably see yourself. <laughs> I look pretty good in this. You probably feel like you look good, right? There was a picture. I went to uh, I went to a high school back home in Puerto Rico. And uh, they took a picture, and I sent it to Angelica, my girlfriend. But I was digging it. I said, I, I really like this picture. And uh, <laughs> she saw it, and she's like, hot. You know, hot. <laughs> so, I mean, there's nothing I can do. You know, he's uh, not the Red Sox. He's yeah. not the lockdown. Uh, it's, it's all about the house, you know. And when, when mom is happy, we're good, you know. <laughs> Actually, when she's happy, the Red Sox are happy, you know. <laughs> yes. So, uh, We'll keep it for for as long as I can. Uh, actually, tomorrow I got to go to the barbershop. I, I mean, I haven't been in the barbershop for like 15 years, bro. And now I got to go so they can trim it and, you know, do Oh, the- that's right. Uh, you haven't been there in a minute. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Now you got the yeah. hair back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll do that. Yeah, but uh, it's been cool. One thing I noticed, like, <laughs> and <laughs> I was telling somebody, well, what was he going to tell me that he doesn't like it? You know, like, everybody... <laughs> Oh, I like it. I like the beer. Like, yeah. I want somebody to tell me I don't like it. You know, I don't like it. Have the players said anything? Anyone on the team? Uh, who would say? Who would even be in position to say they don't like it? Let's be honest. Christian likes it, but he says that I need to, you know, get uh, just for man, whatever that is. But I, I think that's that's the the beauty of it, right? The the, the intriguing part of it, you know, salt and pepper, whatever. Keep it there. Keep it interesting. So. Uh, one thing for sure, I already took the, the pictures for the season. So even if I shave, when they show me in the scoreboard, it's going to be this look. So we got it down. We got yeah, it so down. Now, yeah. now you're tied to it for the year. Yes. Uh, so um, 
Vasquez seems like a guy who can kind of give it, who can kind of talk a little bit of that. I know Nooney used to be a guy who made you laugh a lot yeah. in the past. It, who's the main guy on this roster that you'd say like Bob, makes you laugh Bob, the most? Bob, Bob? Lavecki, yeah, he's, oh. he's my guy. He's my guy. Uh, actually, the other day, I told him, I said, I don't want you to think that you're kind of like the clown of the team. I, I, I hate that. You know, I don't want players to feel like they're here to be the funny guy, you know, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like Kike, Raleigh Banana, hey, you know, no, 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 no. You're yeah. a good baseball player. So the other day I was telling him, just make sure, you know, like, hey, man, I, I love you. I, I, I just, we, we clicked last year, you know, and he, he's a cool cat. And, uh, you know, he gives us shit, you know, to the coaching staff. We do the same thing to him. But, uh, you know, when he's behind the plate with Nate on the mound, he's really good. And on the, at the plate, he was amazing last year. So I, I'll make sure, you know, like, I think Kike told him too. Kike, the other day, he's like, hey, man, he's he, he's not like that, you know. Alex is very serious with the players and all that. So just take advantage of it, you know. Like, he's he likes you. He really likes you. So Plow is my yeah. guy. That part matters a lot. Uh, speaking of last year, obviously, we want to talk the postseason run from 21 I'm curious what you learned the most about your team, because that last week, I mean, as fans, we're over here dying. It's like you guys are actually going through it with that Orioles series and everything. But then obviously, wild card game, win that, raise, done, Astros was looking good and then fades off. What did you learn most about your club? So pe- People don't know this one. I'll throw it for you guys. It's the first episode, so nobody has it. Oh, I like this. Uh, we, <laughs> we lost that third game in Baltimore, right? And uh, it was dress-up day right there. It's not rookie hazing anymore. It's dress-up day, right? So uh, game is over. We lost to the Orioles. We look at the scoreboard, and I, I don't know. It's, it seems like seven teams were tied with us, you know. And uh, it was very quiet in the clubhouse. And I knew it was dress-up day, and I knew they had, you know, a lot of cool stuff for, for, for the young players. And... All of a sudden, I, I don't see, you know, any customs. I don't see them, you know, and I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, somebody came up to me. He's like, well, they don't want to do it because, you know, we're like, we're fighting for a spot and we didn't play well today. It doesn't look good. So I went to Chris. I went to Plow. I went to Christian. And I said, if you guys don't do this, we're screwed. You know, like you guys better do it because this is who we are, you know, like. We want, we win, we lose, it doesn't matter. You know, we're still family. We still got to do the things that we have to do. So uh, they, they, they dress up the young guys. They dress up some of the first-year trainers. Um, usually the players, I think last year, they had two or three buses. They only asked for one. So you had the whole team in one bus <laughs> from Baltimore going to D.C., and that was it, you know, like, uh, I think they turned the page for how bad we played that week, right? We got swept by New York. We lose two out of three against Baltimore. We went to, to Washington, and it was a different vibe. And uh, I, I do believe they, they found their identity. Uh, it wasn't late, right? Because, I mean, you saw them after that. They took off, and they did an amazing job. But uh, it's a team that they they – for how cool they are and how awesome they are, they 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 respect you know the the environment. They respect their manager. They respect the coaches, 
And at that point, it was like, well, you know, like, I'm like, forget that, bro. Go for it. Is it? And it was going to be a long freaking bus ride from Baltimore to D.C. And for them, I heard it was amazing. And uh, like I said, uh, we, we swept the Nationals. We beat New York. We beat Tampa. And then we fell, sh we fell short against Houston. So they were probably worried about, like, we didn't earn the costumes because we lost the series to the Orioles, right? That, it, was like, it was like, it's going to be out there and people are going to talk shit about them, you know, like, <laughs> or that, you know, like, they're very, it's not that they're conscious because I always tell our group that, that one of the things, the beauty of playing in Boston is how passionate people are. Yeah. And when you're going good, they're going to talk about you. When you're going bad, they're going to talk about you. Uh, we are relevant, you know, I know some people feel <laughs> the other way, but we are relevant, you know, and, uh, and I tell them, you know, just keep it, keep it simple. Do not listen to the noise outside Fenway because it gets loud. It gets very loud. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and if they listen to everything they, they, people say about the team, It's not, it's not healthy for them. It's not, you know, uh, I know how it works. So I make sure I have the pulse of whatever is going on outside the walls of Fenway just to make sure, you know, we're in the right spot and say the right things. But uh, for them, it's kind of like cancel the noise, play. And uh, I think that's, that was the reason they didn't want to, you know, kind of like let the fans Like the fans probably would have taken it the other way, kind of like ah, they don't care, whatever. No, no, no. Yeah. We, mm -hmm. we do care. We do care, and we do care about our fan base. We care about the organization. We care about the way we got about uh, about our best our business, and they're very professionals. So I think that was the only reason they were kind of like hesitant to do it. Do you think like so from the fans' perspectives, we all have our superstitions, and we think that stuff that we do actually impacts what the team's doing. Did you see the rally cup stuff uh, during the postseason? <laughs> Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that, but that's that. I, what are your thoughts on that? Are I you asking curious. AC to tell you that you helped? <laughs> no, you no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do you think that's bizarre that people actually thought the Reese's cups were helping? I, I, I mean, it's unreal, and this <laughs> that's why we we love our city. We love playing in Boston, and I do believe, with all the respect to other cities, you know, we we play in the like the best sports town in the nation. We, we do, you know, and uh, like right now, I, I'm like, man, I was, I went to get some ice cream after the game and I was walking by and I saw TVs, the, the heat against the Celtics today, right? Tonight, right? I'm like, when I get home, I want to watch. Like you get hooked on, on, on our sports, right? Like the Celtics and the Patriots, even though, you know, like I said, you know, I, I love the Ravens, you know, Ray Lewis at Reed, but you know what? I like the Patriots, you know, and uh, I, I used to like the Lakers and I like the Celtics and I, I follow them, you know, it's, it's so great, you know, what people do for us and, uh, you know, last year what you did and obviously everybody that gets involved is, is crazy, man, even here, you know, even for Myers. Uh, today they were, they were chanting for Bobby, you know, like, like it's the seventh game of the World Series, like, <laughs> like what's going on here, you know, like. I mean, Bobby for real, you know, but it's awesome. We love it. We love it. And uh, the, I think it makes it that much uh, better, you know, the experience, what, what you guys do for us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah go for it, Troy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really passionate fan base. I think Boston's a great sports city. I'm, I'm not biased at all. I'm completely unbiased coming into it, completely neutral. I think Boston's the best sports city in the country. Um, so 
if, you know, at the beginning of uh, 2021, let's say you don't get that nod from the Sox again. You know, we, we were all kind of you know expecting it to, to happen, but if it hadn't, do you see yourself maybe managing somewhere else, maybe staying in PR? What do you think your move would have been? I, I think Bristol, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That was, that was actually my plan. Uh, I, I didn't, at the moment, you know, going through the whole thing in 2020, you know, talking to the family and, and kind of like planning ahead, it was kind of like go back to Bristol, uh, people will see you, you talk about everything, uh, and then somebody will give you a chance in two or three years. But, um, you know, just happened that this this group, they believe in me, they gave me a chance to, to talk to Haim and, uh, and, and try to convince him or, or try to convince the organization that I was the right guy for the job and they gave me a chance and, uh, you know, I'm here because because of that, you know, there's no other, I mean, like, but it was going to be Bristol a hundred percent go back to, I think the home was sweet or whatever, <laughs> stay there for a few days and do the playoffs and all that, which is not, I mean, it's great, you know, but at the same time, I mean, like, I, I, I never thought it was going to happen this, this quick, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Uh, so Trevor story, uh, big deal. Obviously everybody talking about him. What have you noticed so far with him on the club, I know he gets he gets that uh, hit today, RBI single. What have you noticed so far with Story that jumps out to you? I uh, just put it very simple, and you heard him uh, in the press conference. He just likes to play ball, you know. He, he likes to play ball. That's it. And uh, today was a great day. Just watching him in the dugout, going about his business at second base. The intensity that he he brings is 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 a different type of person for this group. And uh, he will talk baseball. He, he's very similar to Petey, but quieter, you know, Petey's louder. But this kid, uh, when we talked to them, uh, to the stories in November, uh, I told Haim and, and BOH, I'm like, they remind me of Kelly and, and Dustin. Um, you know, they they understand what they have to do as a family to, to go uh, for a, a, full, a full season, 162 plus, right? And... Uh, it was eye-opening, and you know, see the players that came from there the last few years. Nolan with the Cardinals, and you know DJ Lemayhew with the with New York. Um, you know, it's just guys like they they just play. You know, uh, there's no nonsense. They grind, they grind at bats, they play hurt, and uh, I think people in Boston they're gonna love them. Absolutely, uh, this is a little bit different, AC. I I want to talk about the 07 team. Because regardless of how many shows we do, Joey, hopefully a million, I'm going to bring the 07 team up randomly because I was senior year of high school and it was a ton of fun and it doesn't get enough credit. That team amongst all the World Series teams, I feel like just doesn't get discussed nearly enough. Yeah. Obviously, you and you and Petey had a great connection on that squad. What's one story about that team that sticks out to you that maybe people don't know? So Petey was hitting like one, 180 and we were in New York uh, right around May. I was having the month of my life. I was in like 450, a few Ooh. homers, a few doubles and all that. And um, we're in old Yankee Stadium. There was a day game on a Saturday and uh, he's there with Dave Magadan. And uh, and Petey was very pull happy. He didn't want to hit it over the, the wall. He wanted to hit it, I mean, to the Commonwealth, to the hotel. <laughs> that, I mean, he wanted to crush it all the way over there. 
and he was struggling. And we're there that afternoon, and Dave Maganin, who's the hitting coach now for the Rockies, he was our hitting coach. They're going over a few things. Petey wanted to do his routine, and I remember Max telling Petey, Petey, you will find it. You know, like we, we always knew that at one point he was going to hit. And basically, he told me, it was like, it's up to you. Either you listen to me and you find it here or you will find it in Pawtucket in a week. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, they did the, the high tee drill and he started getting on top of the ball. He started getting through the ball and you see Petey practice swings. They're like this all the time. He started there. We went home. Actually, that day I went, I think I went three for five with five stakes that day with a homer Jeez. and a triple. And uh, then we play Sunday. We came home. We play Oakland. And uh, I think there was another series. He hit a line right to right field. It was against the Braves in a doubleheader. And then he took off. He went on that road trip. He was in like 150. He came back hitting 250. And the rest is history. You know, he, he became one of the greatest second basemen in the history of the Red Sox organization, and I became the manager of the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people talk about PD. Maybe you know, could could you see him as a coach one day, or you know, in, in a manager's position? Or who do you see now as like a current member of this team that you could see maybe stepping into a role like that one day? In this team, um, yeah, there's not too many. There's not too many. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's hard because. They're very talented, all of them. Uh, mm. I can tell you from the past, Mitch Mitch has a chance to do it. Yeah, uh, I think his personality, uh, he, he, he was one of those guys that I rely on in the clubhouse, and he sees the game. He understands the game. He's been in a lot of winning organizations. So from this group, it's hard to tell. But from previous groups, I think Mitch Moreland can, will, will be a guy that he'll be able to co coach or, or manage if he wants to. Alex, you're definitely a guy that uh, engages with the fans. I think you've embraced Boston sports fans better than any of the Red Sox managers we've had. What's the weirdest interaction, though, you've had with a fan? I Does something stick out? If you had any, like, oh, that was bizarre. So yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we're in Bradenton. And uh, Plow is at first. Is a 3-2 count. 3-2, three, two, two outs. I think it was like in the sixth inning. And uh, I forgot who it was. Somebody hits a double. Probably Bobby, right? I think so. Yeah. So he hits a double. Like and, and Plow, he's not moving too well nowadays, you know? He's, he's <laughs> taking, taking his time, you know, like striding, using his arms, you know, perfect form. Yeah. And the floor is, he was the third base coach yesterday. He's our bench coach in AAA. He stops him, you know, like threw the hands up. He's getting booed. You know, they're screaming at Plow. Come on, Plow. You got to move, blah, blah, blah. Like, wow, this is bizarre. So next guy, he, make, he makes an out. <laughs> All of a sudden, in Bradenton, the, the guys are, like, down. Like, the old, like, Tiger Stadium, you know? They're, like, yeah, yeah, not yeah. level mm -hmm. with the field. And this guy comes, like, to the right side of the dugout from up there and starts screaming at us. Are you guys are gonna try to win? We gotta win. And I just snap. I say, talk to me on April 7th. I told him that. <laughs> I was like, 
oh, that was out of character, you know? But that was kind of like, uh, unreal, man. I like, he was going at it. You guys have to try to win. I'm like, no, no, no. April 7th. We'll get him in. <laughs> That's one of those. One of them. What a what a bizarre for you said the the pirate spring training game. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm fading to and like you know like we, yeah an, an away yeah. spring training game. Yeah, that's yeah. bizarre. Hey, they came down and he was upset at us. Like, oh, you got to try to win. I'm like, oh, we will in <laughs> April seventh. We'll start in April seventh. Yeah. That's that is very funny. Um, I am yeah. I am curious from. Obviously, 2018 was its own thing. I feel like it was a, a dream for Red Sox fans. Just looking back at some of the highlights and you know some of the times that were had, it felt like it was the easiest trip ever for you guys, even though I'm sure it wasn't. How do you yeah. recapture the vibes uh, of 2018? Or is that not the thing? I, I, I know every year is different. You're just looking at, hey, 2022 is going to be its own thing. Yeah, I mean, um, w- one of the things that we got going this year, we we... We're very athletic, similar yeah. to, to, to 18. Um, I hate to compare players, obviously, but, uh, you know, um, Mookie, was a, he's a freak athlete, and then he led that team in 18. We just added a freak athlete uh, this past week. People have to see it, man. Like, yeah. this kid, you know, Trevor, he, he, he can run. He can hit for power. He's a good defender. And he plays up the middle. And uh, if you start looking now, us compared to probably 19, where we struggled kind of, you know, like Keek is an athlete. Uh, Rafi, he's a freak athlete. Uh, Xander, uh, JD is a good hitter. Uh, <laughs> and Verdugo's a good athlete. So we're very athletic compared to, to other teams. And that's very similar to what we had in 18, um, you know, the the fact that our our leadoff guy can go deep, you know, I mean Kike, what he did last year, you know, I know he hit 250, but he hit 20 home runs, and I think he grew up a lot in October. Like like you can tell, not only as a player but as a person. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to come from that organization to here, and then you know, yeah, you know, COVID and all this stuff, whatever, and and click right away. It took him a while, but now he's one of the guys. He's he's actually one of the guys, and uh, I think he's going to have a, a great season. And you know, there's some bounce back situations, right? Christian, well, for example, last year, although he posted, you know, he played a lot offensively. He wasn't the guy that we envisioned. Christian Arroyo, now he's playing the outfield, and he he's playing kind of like you know, you saw what happened last year. He played in the playoffs. He was great. So. There's a lot of guys that I do believe they grew up a lot. You know, Bobby, the other one. Bobby, he's another freak athlete. So uh, I think athletic-wise, if we can bottle 18 and and do it this year, that will be the, 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 the thing. You know, it's going to be very similar if we, you know, if you start comparing teams. I don't know if we're going to win 108 or 95 <laughs> or 90 or 80, what, 85.4. I don't think you can win 85.4. I mean, I I got a feeling that's not the number. Yeah. But uh, I think uh, athletic wise, we, we, we're up there with the best of them in in the division and in the league. So uh, Steve, Steve's talking about capturing the 2018 vibes again. I'm interested in a very particular 2021 vibe. Uh, Is tunnel time coming back? I need you to tell me. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we, we like to, to keep our, our, you know, people just guessing. And then, you know, like, Johnny Miller asked me today, who's your closer? I'm like, we don't know yet, you know? So, uh, or who's pitching game three? Or, you know, like, where are you going to hit Trevor's story? I mean, we'll hit him where we hit him, you know? So we have to wait and see April 7th. I mean, uh, one thing for sure is going to be Kike against Garrett Cole, you know, that, that first at bat. So. Uh, hopefully we can take advantage of it and, and do our thing and somebody goes deep and we'll see what the guys have uh, have planned for the for for the season. I, I do have Kike going deep in that at bat, so hopefully it happens. My last question, then we got a couple fan ones and some rapid fires and we'll get you out of here. Um, I've always wanted the Red Sox to bring back this jersey, the sock. The, oh. you see that? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And I am curious of how the jersey situation even works. Do you have any idea? Like, does yeah, the pitcher so, pitch it? So one thing for sure, there's going to be less blue okay. this year because Eddie, Eddie, he loved that jersey. It, it was so the Eddie. pitchers do pick. Do they pick? Yeah, they, we 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 played that way here. Yeah, okay. and Eddie wow. loved that blue one. So it's going to be less of that. You've seen we're wearing a lot of white lately, which oh, I think is clean. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, that's a, that's a nice uniform, to be honest with you. Uh, I've been wearing my jersey a lot in spring training. I mean, no, actually, every game I've been wearing my jersey. That might be a new thing, you know, the beer and the glasses and the jersey, you know. <laughs> I mean, just for the looks. But uh, that's how it works. And uh, <laughs> I was asking Tommy the other day, like, what we got for uh, the home opening series. And... You know, we got Jackie Robinson Day, which is white. Then I think we got the City Connection at one point there that weekend mm -hmm. because of uh, the marathon. And then the, the Monday one will be the one with the Boston, you know. Uh, so, yep. I mean, we, we wear whatever, you know. At one point, we almost, I mean, we went yellow for a week, you know. Who would have no. thought, you know. So, uh, I mean, you, if you want us to wear that one, just call Sam or somebody and <laughs> they don't care. You know, you know how it is. New uni, more money. Who cares? They keep selling. That's, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So I just want to, if it, do you verbally, you, you would be down. Like, is that a yes? We're down, man. We're down. I mean, right. you wouldn't yellow. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that was at the end, you know, yeah. like we liked them when they came out, we liked them and. And we were like in the middle of the season, and we're like, "Hey, man, when are we gonna are we gonna be able to wear those again?" And they're like, "Oh, we gotta ask for permission." And you know, like blah blah. And all of a sudden, it was against Baltimore, I think it was, and it yeah. came out one night, and we won. And hey, man, it's the routine. It's not superstition. It's the routine. So we got used to the yellow until we got we got demolished by New York that last weekend, and we just say, "No, that's it." I hear you. I the feel blue, like I'm like a... the, blue, the blue and gray, you're going to see less of that. Okay. A lot, a lot All right. That, that's an Inside the Monster exclusive. I feel like I'm a city council guy. Like, I'm getting signatures for, you know, this jersey to get approved. But we'll see. I, I mean, no, I think Nomar is one of the last guys. Like, it was like 03. It's been like 20 years since they've worn it. Everyone yeah. brings up the Chris Sale baggy thing. That is so tired, that take. I'm sick of that. Um, that happened like six years ago. Like, relax with that. But um, but anyway, we'll transition into. We got a couple of fan questions for you here. This comes in from Joey. Uh, it's not. It's not Joey not right me. here. Yeah, uh, Joey Gundy. He said, "Should the Red Sox bring the Coke bottles back above the Green Monster?" I don't know if they had the Coke bottles when you were playing here, 
But the fans love those Coke bottles that were on the light towers. Do you remember those? Yeah, I mean, if if Coca Cola gives them money to get more players, <laughs> I'm in. You know, it's yeah. all about the. <laughs> it's all it's all about the dough. Uh, Mike asked favorite ballpark uh, to visit that isn't Fenway, San Francisco. Ooh, okay, just yeah. for the obvious reasons I of like the and everything. Yeah, yeah, with the Dodgers, it, you know, big rivalry. A lot of weekends, and uh, it was always cool because it was kind of like uh, New York and and us, right? Like you played the night game, you played the day game, three o'clock, whatever, and then you played Sunday night, so you had time to have. Great dinner, Saturday night, hang out, and then then play. But that's a great city, a great stadium, a great stadium. I, I honestly wish you guys play there more. Red Sox at San Fran just never happens. Um, mm-hmm. Last one from the fans here. Riley asks, what is your current relationship like with Petey? Oh, he's great. Uh, we he, he actually – some people are making a bigger deal than what it was, actually. But he, he actually contacted uh, Trevor and uh, – okay you know, for, for the recruiting process. And uh, he was actually sitting in Turks and Caicos, you know, on vacation. And uh, he's like, dude, I, I got stuff to do. I say, man, we need a second baseman. So you got to help us. <laughs> so he, he talked to Trevor. Um, he's one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, I saw his kids grow up. He saw my family, you know, Camila, especially. He, he saw her grow up. And Kelly has been amazing for us. And uh, he's, he's uh, one of my best friends in baseball. So is that you calling him? Like, you just do me a solid here. Like, just give him a yeah, buzz. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was very college-like that recruiting process. Uh, there was a team that we we heard they were being very aggressive recruiting. Uh, Trevor and Heim uh, gave me the green light. Yeah, it started with Kike. He was the first guy that contacted him. Then Xander, that was a big call. Uh, Xander. Uh, call him and uh, just kind of say, hey, man, I need you. And then Chris Sale, Nate Ovaldi. I think there was a text by David at one point there. But Petey, you know, being middle, I mean, Trevor probably saw him play a lot, right? And uh, being a middle infielder, a guy that, you know, he rakes, you know, that hits. So, uh, yeah. I think at one point he said, well, I can't do your job, you know? Like I'm like, no, no, just help us out, bro. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> just a little call, man. Nothing nothing crazy. Just, yeah. uh, hey, take my former spot on the team. Yeah. Um, all right, so rapid-fire questions, quick answers here, and then I got a trivia question for you. It's about yourself. I want to see if you'll get it. I think you will. Uh, who has the best style on the Red Sox? Best style on the Red Sox is, uh, wow. <laughs> the thing that... <laughs> Okay, so I, I don't want to bash them. Uh-oh. But we're very relaxed as far as, like, what we wear on the plane, you know, like it's sweatshirts and sweatpants. Um, shoe shoe game, I know Vasky is really good. His shoe game is pretty good. I heard Doogie's Trevor. Got some Doogie's I think, good. I think Trevor's is solid. Yep. Xander, very simple, but very classy. Uh, Rafi don't care. He just wants to rake. <laughs> they don't care. Kill people, you know, just get to the plate and hit and hit. So I, I think, you know, like nobody, nobody's, I mean, they're very simple. It's a, it's a very, I mean, if you ask me about the Astros, I mean, that team, I mean, they spent a lot on, on their clothes, you know, like McCullers yeah. and Carlos and, 
even Bregman. But uh, here, I, there's no one that stands up. But I think Vasky, as far as the, his shoe game, he's really good. Okay, a little underrated there. Uh, your favorite part about the structure of Fenway Park, the, the quirks of it? Um, I still don't understand the, the ladder, but I, 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 I mean, I think I, I can't wait for somebody to hit it and the ball just ricochet and see what happens. I think Jackie did it in 17, like right before, yeah, right before you got here. I'm looking for that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I look, I'm like, why? You know, what's the point? (laughs) I read getting all the balls up in the net when it used to be a net and they just kept it. Yeah. I was like, wow, whatever. But uh, that, that part, I, and also the other one, and we saw it last year with Franco, the, the high wall to the uh, low wall. Ooh. And that's a rule, actually. If it hits there and it goes down and it's out, it's a homer. It happened last year. But that part kind of like, I mean, it's cool. And obviously, well, for obvious reasons, a small wall in, in right center, you know, that, that wall, I will always remember what happened there against the Rays. You know, that, that you know, the, the, when the ball hits Hunter and it goes out, Bizarre. it doesn't happen in any other ballpark in the big league. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Only you watch that. I mean, I'm sure you did too. You watched that replay a thousand times, and it's like, did he reach for it? Did he? Go? I, weirdest yeah. thing I've seen. But it, it, it only happens in Fenway because it's like three, three feet or four feet, you know. So yeah, that one, great play. That, that wander play. We could talk about that for a while. That was garbage, but whatever. That that shouldn't have been. It's a yeah. double. It's in play, and then it's out of play. Anyway, yeah, right. It's like yeah. That that was stupid. But you're probably sit. Did you complain about that? I forgot. Did you did you like? Hey, no, can you, I know. Uh, I know. I know the rule, but it's like. Yeah. But you, were you more like, hey, can you cut us a break here? This is garbage. I mean, this is freaking. I gotta see this kid for like ten years, man. Get out. <laughs> I know that part stinks. Uh, which former pitcher would you want to face the most? Which former pitcher? Basically, in your prime, like who that isn't in the league now that you didn't get to face could have been before you were playing. Would you have wanted to face? Wanted to face. Um, shit. You know what? Somebody that I, I always kind of like, it, I never face him in his prime. I think when, when I face him, he was okay, right? Like, I mean, the Pedro that we saw in 04, it was just human, right? Yeah. But facing Pedro in his prime, although it was going to be unfair, like, yeah, I, 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 you know, you see that all-star game and it's like, holy oh. shoot, you know, like this guy. Yeah, Pedro in his prime, you know, just to face him, regardless of the result, regardless of the result. <laughs> At Fenway on a Sunday night game. Yeah. <laughs> we faced like him in 04, actually. We faced him in 04 on a Sunday night game with the Dodgers. And I still remember his walk from the bullpen to the dugout. And it was uh, Beltre, Isturis, me, Sean Green, and we were in the dugout. And Pedro walking from the dugout. Well, now I see it every time when Chris pitches. But at that point, first time in Fenway, you know, the whole thing, wow, this is unreal. And Pedro walking like that and the standing ovation. And we were like, holy shoot, you know, like, this is great. <laughs> But Pedro at his prime, I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. The last question for you, and then a trivia question. Who do you think is the greatest player in Red Sox history? The greatest. 
Ted Williams. Can't go wrong there. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you literally can't go wrong. All right, I'm, I'm curious if you get this. We're closing on this here. Oh, uh, the date is August 8th, 2009. You are playing with the New York Mets. Who did you hit your final career home run off of? That was in San Diego. Yes. Um, shoot. Uh, Toll guy, uh, Canadian. Yep. yep. You're checking boxes here. <laughs> Well, I forgot the name. Uh, he used to be with uh, Cincinnati too, right? Yep. <laughs> and I forgot the name. I, don't, I, I, I know he's Canadian. He pitched for... Oh, it was right down the line. <laughs> he was actually... You remember everything but the names. <laughs> yeah. he, he was tipping his pitches too. Really? Change up, yeah. Change up. Remember the pitch? Wow, yeah. Rizma. <laughs> what? Matt Latos. Latos, Matt Latos, yeah. Latos. Yeah. I think it was in like the sixth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I I mean, the <laughs> highlight that comes to mind with you is the one that bounces off of Rios, right? Off of, off of Roy. Uh, Roy Hall. And, and, and you guys don't know this one, too. So the next day, I found out that their pitching coach called the league to try to switch the home run into an error. Wow. And Roy sent a note, like it wasn't him. You know, Alex, I'm not doing this. Is the pitching coach? Yeah. So they want to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. I like the little. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm not trying to get this. Yeah, back. it's not me. Yeah, it's yeah. Not me. I mean, I don't even know if you could blame him if he was. It was a 300 and you know five <laughs> foot home run. Like it matter. Like I mean, what's yeah. the difference between 27 homers and 26? It doesn't matter. It's like no, I okay. Know. That's that's crazy. AC, thank you so much for doing this, man. You were the first guest in Inside the Monster history. Uh, we'll be around Fenway a lot, and I'm sure seeing you a lot, but really appreciate it, man. I know you're I know you're super busy right now, so this was great. No, no, thank you guys, and good luck the rest of the season. And uh, obviously, you know, hopefully we can talk a, talk a few times, you know, during the season, and obviously in October. All right, appreciate it, man. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Alrighty, that was the manager of the Boston Red Sox. He goes by the name of Alex Cora. Imagine if you didn't know the manager. <laughs> Can you imagine? If you didn't know the manager of the team, mm -hmm. I'm like, here is the manager of the... But yeah, we know, dude. We've I known know that guy from Inside the Monster. Yeah, oh my! That's how I found out about him. Alex Cora is the best man. Yeah. What a, what a cool dude! Uh, you know, setting this up for a little bit, and he was he wanted to get episode one. Yeah, he heard that that spot was his spot to have, mm -hmm. and he took it. And I respect him for it. And now 
you know, now we go kind of, you know, that that's, that's, that's the vibe. Now we go. Yeah. And now it's down in ITM history. Who's the first guest at your local trivia night? Remember that one. Yes. And that's going to come up. So be ready when you go to your local trivia, that question's going to come up. Uh, Joey, we got to talk about the team a little bit. The Boston Red Sox. Heard of them. Uh, They're the baseball team that we talk about on this podcast. Mm. And we're going to do a couple of different segments each show leading up to opening day. We got three episodes for you guys before opening day. That's pretty cool. It is. This being the first one, obviously. So, Joey, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to you first. Mm. The team MVP prediction. Now, a lot of people would save this for right before opening day. Yeah. We're diving into it now yeah. because we've talked about this team enough on test podcasts. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the team for real on this podcast, episode one. Who is your team MVP for 2022? My team MVP for uh, the 2022 season. Let me just say. You seem surprised right now that it, I just. It's not, no, no, no. Like, I was, was going to lead into it saying uh, I, I love the idea of having this uh, out a little bit in advance of opening day, create a little bit mm-hmm. of a conversation. You know, we want to hear yeah. your guys' thoughts. Uh, yeah. We want to hear why you think my decision or my choice is so smart, why Steve's um, needs a little bit of tweaking. That's what we really want to hear from you guys. Disagree, but I'm um, still waiting on yours. <laughs> MVP of the season is going to be Xander Bogarts. Not too much to say about it there. Um, he's good at baseball. Um, he's also essentially in a contract year. Um, let's just let's just chop the essentially. He's in a contract. He's in a contract year. Um, yeah. yeah, he's playing for a lot. He's playing for a lot. Um, he's got a lot of eyes on him, uh, and I think he's really come into the captaincy role a little a little bit more over the past year or so. Um, now he's got a full year of uh, a fully packed Fenway, which I think totally matters. Having people in the seats, I think he's a guy who really feeds off the energy of the crowd. He's a guy who gets amped up. I am taking Xander, team MVP. Steve, who you got? Xander is team MVP is a good one. We had kind of joked off air uh, that the obvious two guys have been the obvious two guys for three seasons now. Raphael Devers. I got to go with Raphael Devers. I know. So surprising. Whoa, with the sirens off. (laughs) Team MVP prediction, Raphael Devers. And as long as he's here, Joey, this is some breaking news for you. Mm. As long as Raphael Devers is on the Red Sox, I think I'm just going to keep picking him. It's not a bad pick. He's, he's done nothing to to give me any reason why I wouldn't pick him as the team MVP heading into every year. Now, you're going to mention the defense, whatever. Does that need to improve? Sure. Mm-hmm. Is he miserable? No. No. So most errors by a third baseman, I got gotcha. you. You don't have Rafi on the team to be having a bunch of scoops Come on. at third. <laughs> See what there. Every year, like I mentioned, Rafi's the guy. There's always the talk, Joey, of, oh, Rafi's got a big breakout year coming up. Rafi's going to, you know, and be in the MVP. Rafi's had breakout years. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there, done that. Like, I, we got to stop with any of the, like, oh, he's he's going to do this this year. He's going to do that this year. He's been that dude yeah. already. You can be so awesome I, I, and amazing and not be the MVP of the league. You know what I it's, mean? Yeah. It's like, There's like 500 dudes in baseball. Yeah. Like you cannot be the number one guy and still be incredible. Yeah. As they're, you know, I see MLB doing their top hundred right now. JD Martinez might be some people's MVP prediction. He's ranked 79th, Joey, on that list. A little motivation, Joey. Mm-hmm. A little motivation. Mm-hmm. I hope someone sends him a screenshot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. Rafael Devers entering his age 16 season. <laughs> 
He's already started in an all-star game. He's had multiple 30-plus homer, 110-plus RBI seasons. He led the league in total bases. And he makes you feel like he still has a level to go to. Right? That's that's probably the biggest thing, is that I already have seen greatness from Rafi, and he still makes you feel like, oh, I think he's got more more in the tank, uh, which is probably the best part about his overall game. There are certain players that you wish you cherished more, Joey, when they played for your team. Mm-hmm. And I think Rafi, Rafi falls into that category. He's a guy that I don't want fans that are listening right now. I don't want you guys to be like, remember when we had... Raffi and Xander. No, cherish those guys right now. Yeah. Like this is you're not gonna get this again. There's a good chance the rest of our lives we're not gonna have this good a shortstop and this good a third baseman at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'll just guarantee it. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, and, until and until infield. we don't exist. The whole infield. Exa- no, seriously. Obviously, we'll we'll get to Trevor's story, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't envision a scenario where you're gonna have a more dominant combo on the left side of the infield and guys that like each other this much too. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. You think about dominant left sides of the infield, the first guys I always think about are A-Rod and Jeter. They had a weird relationship, mm-hmm. and they weren't best buddies, and they weren't hanging out off the field. They weren't doing everything together and teaching each other a bunch of things. If anything, they probably each wanted to be the top dog, and that made it a little worse for him. A-Rod's his own, his own creature. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's another layer to this that's so important for me with Rafi. The comfort he has on this team is huge. I think it helps them play at a higher level. I really do. If you're not comfortable, it's just not... It, your situation dictates so much of what you do for your team. And I feel like he's in his sweet spot here, playing for the Red Sox, being able to handle the pressure, being on the team now for, what, six seasons? I mean, he comes up in 17. So Xander's your guy. You started the All-Star game. Everything checks out for Rafi for me, and he's got a Hall of Fame bat. Um there's no reason that he wouldn't be the MVP of this team. Now, the last thing I have on this, Joey, mm-hmm. they should have an MVP like for each team. Like a yeah. trophy. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't call it MVP, though. You know? Why not? Why not? I don't know. It just feels like that that's reserved already. Someone's already got that. For the guy? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It just should be I, I just, an award. I would love it. I would love to have... I would love the idea of like a a team MVP award. I want someone listening right now to mock up what that trophy would look like. I don't know if it's just got a pair of red socks on it mm. or what, but make it a little make it a little goofy, all right? Someone someone listening right now, make a mock up MVP of the Red Sox trophy for this year and put whoever you want on there, but make it a smidge goofy. Don't make it too goofy. Make it a little goofy. We know we have some aspiring graphic designers in our DMs already. So I I am uh, I'm very excited. I hope this happens. I want to see this. Yeah, this is a challenge to anybody out there. But as we do MVPs of the year, I love doing surprise MVPs of the year. Joey, I'm going to jump this one. I'm just going to roll right through Please this. Do. Right then, I'm going to ask you for years. It's Christian Arroyo, and Whoa. do I love Christian Arroyo? Yes. Is he a great human? Yes. Do I think he's going to be the surprise MVP? Yes. Joey, there's no nose coming up. I'm just going to keep saying yes. <laughs> I'm just, there's not, I'm yeah. not like prefacing but it. But do I he, think he's he going to have an MVP student? season? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with Christian Arroyo. Uh-huh. We get the news of the Trevor Story signing. Oh, this is another thing from the Fort Myers trip. Mm-hmm. We get the news of the Story signing and immediately, or I, I did that in reverse. The day before the Story signing, 
we got Arroyo. Yeah. And then immediately the next day, Trevor's story's in the building. Yep. And it's like, uh oh. You know, I, I, I initially, if you're a reporter, you know, in whatever in, in this capacity, I think initially you're looking at that as, oh, that's bad news for Christian Arroyo. Mm-hmm. I loved how he handled it. Yeah. I loved how he immediately was like, nice. Nah, Trevor's story's a stud. And he's going to help our team win. A lot of times guys say the whole, oh, I just, you know, and Xander does this too, and I believe him. We want to win the championship. We want guys that are going to be here that will help us win the World Series. Mm -hmm. And some guys say it because they know they can't say their real feelings. Mm -hmm. I think Arroyo and Bogarts are actually like, no, like, our team's awesome, and we just got an awesome dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's not, there's no no hard feelings or nothing. Also, Christian Arroyo understands his role on this team. He understands that he's going to try to squeeze as much out of his game as possible. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask him to play second, right field, move him around, and he's ready to do it. I was going to ask you, so if you're taking him as your surprise MVP, do you see him as the fourth outfielder? Likely, yes. Yeah. Th- I'm, I'm a big like, I'm a big wait and see guy. Mm-hmm. I would want I want to see Arroyo in regular season games in the outfield. So far in spring training, he's looked good. I know Red Sox stats. By the way, Red Sox stats. I, I know you're listening. I love you. Um, I always want you to know that. You're my favorite follow on Twitter, and it's not even close. And I'm probably going to reference you every single episode. All right, now that we got that out of the way. And don't please don't tell us who you are. And, yeah, stay. Initially, I thought, by the way, we were at the airport about to fly back. Uh-huh. I thought Stats was tweeting a video of who he was in, like, podcast form. Oh, right, right, that? right. Yeah, yeah. Because he kind of tweeted out a, a pod interview. Mm-hmm. And it looked like, wait, this could be stats. Like, is is this the intro? That would have been the worst intro he could have ever done. Yeah. Just a clip. Like, oh, yeah. Have I not shown my face on here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's never shown my existence ever. By the way, here's me talking about Deekman, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, My name is Brandon. Have I never mentioned that? I probably should have mentioned uh, <laughs> that. But no, with 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 Arroyo, high IQ uh-huh. player. He's just a ball player. He's a guy that when he's healthy, he performs at a high level. He played in 35% of the Red Sox games last year, but it felt like a lot more than that. It did. Um, the injuries, man. Left-hand contusion, right mm-hmm. knee contusion, left hamstring strain. He went on the COVID list. He went through everything last year. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to go by, you know, the what whatever the theory is that, like, things balance out, that was a great description, then... Arroyo, it's going to balance out, all right? Bunch mm. of injuries last year. I got him being healthy this year, knock on wood. And I think he's going to have a very good season. It's crazy that he played 57 games, and that's the most of any of his five seasons. Wow. He's he's had a wild yeah. career. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. I think a healthy Christian Arroyo will make a huge difference for this Red Sox team. And Yeah, and if he was you know, able to get through a season where he went through all those injuries and his time on the COVID list and and came out quite all right i think he's going to handle you know being moved around a little bit just fine you know uh rooting for yeah. christian christian's a great guy very uh fun interview fun hang um rooting for you pulling for you um my surprise mvp pick okay who you got i i think you i think you think you know who i got um who do you think? A surprise I, MVP. Yeah. Ah, uh, let me think. As I'm just chugging. Okay, so water. you don't you don't have one in mind. You weren't like oh like Joe. No, but I want to I, I want to try to get this. Everybody loves you know guessing stuff right. Yeah, it's a yeah. Cool thing. Um, My audition maybe has a play here. Oh, uh, uh, Bob. Right. Yeah. So everyone. Okay. Everyone who saw that my wasn't audition my guess. video. My guess would be Hauk. My guess is Hauk. Oh. Hulk. Oh. Okay. Uh, both wrong. 
Um, okay. <laughs> so anybody who saw you my audition tape, which is uh, Steve and uh, my mom, yep. um, you guys might have guessed that I was going to take Bob. Big Bob guy. Um, and I would love to take a young guy. I was thinking, you know, Hauk, um, maybe Whitlock. Um, like, like who's Whitlock's co- too good. He's too yeah, good to be a surprise. It's, it's not really a surprise. Yeah. In that same vein, though, my surprise MVP is a surprise that he is a surprise MVP. Does that make I, sense? I can't. I'm too dumb for I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? J.D. Martinez is what? a man who... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold sorry, on. Sorry. Sorry. Did, did either of us mention him in our MVP conversation? Was he mentioned, I mentioned there? Some people might have him as the MVP. You did. You did mention that, and I thought, wow, that's not going to play well into my whole thing that I have planned in a minute here. No, continue though. Well, let's act like I didn't say okay. that. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Um, <laughs> listen, has JD been around a little bit? Yeah. Do people think that maybe JD's time is in the past? Perhaps. Did did JD's twenty twenty season kind of leave people? looking at him differently in 2021? I think so. I think the 2022 season is going to be JD peeking his head out from around the door going, uh, I'm still here, and I'm still JD Martinez. I'm not an, an aging JD Martinez. I'm JD Martinez. So here's, I got a stat for you, Steve. Okay? I was just about to pull some stats up. What do you got? Since 2018, JD Martinez is second in the majors in RBIs and is batting 297. And if you take out 2020, which, you know, we all know the whole access to video 2020 replays. 2020 didn't count. 2020 yeah. didn't count. It also didn't count. It was also just, it was a joke. It was one big gag. Remember Manfred said that? He's like, by the way, that was a joke. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't count. So wait, you yep. guys thought that was like real? Um, yeah. You are you guys, guys crazy? Are you stupid? <laughs> um, if you take out 2020, then in 18, 19, and 21, he's batting 307. That is, Impressive. yeah, it's it's insanely good. It's insanely consistent, uh, and also still second in the majors, uh, in rubies. also with an OPS in the nines. Yeah. in those seasons. So, so I think any any thought that might be creeping into people's heads of, um, hey, thanks, JD, on your way out of here. See ya. Thanks so much for eighteen. Get rid of those thoughts. Get rid of those thoughts. JD Martinez is about to uh, solidify uh, his spot here, oh, and hopefully, be around for a little bit. He wants to be on the Red Sox. I believe he said he wants to finish his career here, which uh, is a really cool thing. I love when the guys say that, right? The spring training quotes were like, spring training, you get some quote cards, man. These guys are feeling great, fully healthy. (laughs) They're kind of blacking out the fact that, oh, I got 162 games coming up, and I'm going to feel awful by August. But I do like that because they at least go into it like, here we go. You know, Mm -hmm. all systems go. And JD's he's he's a hitting wizard. I mean, last year we look at it as a slight off year. Dude had 28 bombs, 99 homers, hit 286. Did 99 homers? Yeah, did I say 99 homers? Yeah. <laughs> we 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 <laughs> People think he had a down year last year. He shattered Dude, every record. We're talking what? about JD having a bad year. He crushed Barry Bonds' single season home run record like And that's why he's my surprise MVP. <laughs> I said he had 99. <laughs> oh, my God. You, Dude, that's the thing with JD. Like, when he has an off year, he almost has 100 homers. <laughs> like, this guy's sick. So, 
Uh, yeah, he had 99 RBIs. Yeah. What an idiot. Um, he led the league in doubles with 42. Yeah. 42 doubles. He's a big two-bagger guy. Mm-hmm. Move over, Mitchie. This is – J.D. is the two-bagger guy. So played 148 games. He he had a complete year. Also, you got to factor in some huge postseason hits. That bomb in the Rays series, I believe game two was enormous. Mm-hmm. They were in – dude, That things were looking tough after game one. You get shut out in game one, and J.D. comes to the plate with some big A.B.s in that series, gets you back to Boston – Vasquez walk-off, Kike walk-off, and we're partying in a Reese's costume. That mm-hmm. was incredible. So um, I like that pick. I think – so I, I get what you're saying, right? You're saying surprise MVP is like, don't forget about JD. Like, forgot yeah. about Dre yeah. kind of. Yeah, okay. That, I got that's, you. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, if I if I really wanted to, you know, to pull something out, you know, I, just let my heart really speak and say Bob. But um, some, something well, tells – Well, Bob could change I, – I think – if, if I'm Bobby Dahlbeck, mm-hmm. which I'm clearly not. No, never been. Not even close. That dude, my God. Big Bob, he gets bigger every year. But, like, this dude's muscles are – so we, we we bump into him there. Mm-hmm. We got a Bob interview coming up. We we kind of – he could do one day. We couldn't do one day. We almost – we'll line it up. Thing. We'll be fine. Yeah. But we kind of – we pass him as we're leaving JetBlue. You know, I dap him up. Oh, my God. This is another thing we got to <sighs> talk about. Not the Bob yeah. was smooth. It, it, it went well. I went in for the fist bump initially. Mm-hmm. He's coming in with the hand the whole time. You know, the, the, the bro shake hand. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, no. I saw it happening in slow-mo. I'm like, if we do the stick shift thing right now, I'm going to die. Yeah. And luckily, I, I changed to the, the bro hand last mm-hmm. second. Went fine. But Joey, Joey here had some of the most awkward handshakes I've ever seen in my life in Fortnite. You want, you want to talk about that, Joey? Listen. Uh, I was meeting a lot of folks, okay, shaking a lot more hands than I'm, than I'm used to doing. That was a huge part okay? of this trip, by the way. I thought you did a really good job meeting people. Well, and I had to intro you to everybody. I think I did a good job, too. Let's just <laughs> pat myself on the back. Hey, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate all, all the introductions. Um, thank you, thank you. Next time, uh, when, next time you're introducing me, say, like, and this is Joey, shake his hand. I don't think I'm going to do bump. that. <laughs> You, you know, you know what I love, Joey. Don't fist bump you know what him, I, None of that. You know what I grew to love in that Fort Myers trip. What was that? Watch it, watching you shake hands and, and see, because basically, I'd I'd be talking to people, and I'd realize, like, oh, oh, the the Joey handshake's coming up soon. Yeah. First off, this started with Emerson, our boy Emerson Lotzi at the airport. I've never bumped into a buddy at the airport. We bump, I bump into like my best friend, and we're t- we're chatting with him, and Joey. I didn't see it. I'm the so upset that one. I didn't see this. But the apparently you had one. the most awkward handshake of all time. I went for the fist bump because I saw him fist bump you. Yeah. So Emerson, dude, what the hell? Cause I saw him go. But f- we had hugged early. I had hugged Emerson early. So I right. didn't know like everything could have been in play for you. Right. So but then he fist bumped you. He's like, catch you later, man. And then he turns to me and I, I show him the fist. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. And he yeah. comes in open hand. Oh. And so then I go open hand. I'm like, yeah, like let's let's do one of these. He had switched to the fist. I wasn't gonna switch oh. back. So I kept my arm up and rather than dapping up his fist, I just turned it into a full hug. Oh. And I hugged and he didn't hug me back. <laughs> and I patted him on the back and then turned and walked away. And I don't think I said anything. It was it's no. just horrible. And that was how the trip started. I know. Yeah, yeah. And then we get down there and you had one I think with Chris Smith that was uh that was tough in the in the the clubhouse. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. 
Anyone listening right now, we gotta, we gotta. Let's just do fist bumps, man. Yeah. If you see I, like, us it's somewhere, it's so much easier. Let us know what and you're Dur- doing. Yo, Duran talked about this too. We were talking with Jaron about it, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No one knows what to do." No. And it's it's created for some awkward stuff with the players because mm-hmm. like they're coming. We're acting like this is a real issue. They're coming <laughs> back from the off season, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Yo, what's up?" And, and are we are we all doing the right. bro shake? Is it do messing with then, team chemistry that they're messing exactly, these up? Do, is the is the other arm coming around back? Are you padding? Are we padding are each we other? Are we there in spring? I don't I don't, I don't know. know if we are. We're gonna have a summit. We gotta all get together, make a decision, um, okay. and, and avoid any more of these. Please. And if you see us and you wanna say hi to us sometime, we're gonna be at Fenway, we're gonna be around this year. Announce what you're doing with your hands. Say, yeah. I'm gonna give you a fist bump now. And I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'll I meet mean, you. I mean, all right, all right. Can I can I shoot that down right now? You don't now? like I, that? That's corny. Announce what we're doing. Announce what, tell I, me. I that's tell even me worse what you're than doing. messing up. Make it clear. I think what that's you're worse doing. than messing up. Hey, buddy, I'm coming in for a fist bump. I'm gonna Who give you a handshake now. Tell me. <laughs> tell me directly. Look me in the eyes. There's, please. That's that's Joey speaking for Joey, <laughs> not for me. Well, let's just fist bump. I'm just gonna say right now. If I see you at Fenway, let's fist bump. Yep. We're not leaving. Nothing else. Probably smarter. Anyway, I could have said that. Shut real up. quick, real quick, we are gonna do a real quick look ahead, Joey. Yeah. This is a it, we'll have a more in depth one coming up, mm-hmm. um, but we do have a handful of spring training games still left. Mm-hmm. Opening day, Yankee Stadium. If there's one glorious thing that happened from the stoppage, it's that we get Sox Yankees opening day, April seventh. You and I will be there. Mm-hmm. I get to pick what you're wearing to opening day because you lost in mini golf oh. and. I'm going to say, Joey, I'm just going to tease this real quick. I've already picked it. I've already bought it. It's on the way, and I think it gets here tomorrow. You are going to look, A, you're going to look funny. (laughs) B, it's a little cool. It's a little cool. Okay. It's not super goofy. It's not like you're a Teletubby or something. Like It's going to be funny, but it's going to be a little cool. It's also, you're also going to, to some people, look like a goof. Mm -hmm. So funny, cool, goof. That kind of sounds like my, my clothes every day. Yeah, so yeah. it, it kind of matches. So Perfect. this for the re- it, the only only tease I'm giving it, it is a costume. Mm-hmm. Anyone listening, if you want to guess what it is, definitely go for it. But Joey, mm-hmm. I am picking your outfit for opening day, and I couldn't be more sure. excited about that. We got the New York trip coming up. We'll be at opening day. I'll be at that Saturday game as well. Mm-hmm. Sox then head to Detroit. I don't know if they got Erod in that series. Uh, probably not. Maybe. Probably not though, right? Because wouldn't he be your? I was going to say opening day guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they, I they might miss so. might miss Erod in that one, and then you host the twin, dude. That April fifteenth is going to be one of the best days ever. Mm-hmm. If the weather doesn't cooperate, and we will have weather updates on this mm-hmm. show, don't worry. A lot of people ask for them. If the weather doesn't cooperate for that opening day, one Boston day, Jackie Robinson day, mm-hmm. Fenway Friday, Fenway Friday. I'm going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be as pissed as I was mm-hmm. that the Twins didn't have Honey Mustard. It's a, it's a 210, right? 210. Yeah, 210. that's a good afternoon yeah. start. Love that. I'm sure love, love, cool love it. That's going to be awesome. Absolutely. So that's our brief little look ahead there. I got Joey's uh, costume in the mail right now. If you guys want to guess what that is, definitely go for it. But we are going to close out this show with Slide in the DM. You get it, Joey, because it's like slide in the DMs, but it's like a baseball player. Sounds like a smart guy came up with that. I'll say that. This is the first edition of slide in the DM. So if you get get on here, this is history. Yeah. If you make it on right now, this is an enormous deal. Um, Let me find find my first one. I took some screenshots. Mm. All right, here we go. 
This comes in from Gray. What up, Gray? Heck of, heck of a name. Gray says, what is the best Red Sox alternate jersey of all time? All Holiday time. jerseys are fair game as well. He says he's going to go with the Boston Strong jerseys, which is a great one. Dude, by the way, they get the Boston on the jersey for opening day because it's April 15th. Right. That part's super cool, too. Anyway, Joey, what do you got for best Sox alternate? Uh, I'll say the the biggest comeback story of the alternates is for sure the uh, the City Connect yellows from last year. I did not like them when I saw them whatsoever. And then, I mean, now they hold a place of, you know, that that's like when the streak happened. Uh, they were, mm-hmm. I, I love them. Oh, Steve, I, I don't want to steal yours, but I'm so probably going to. After looking at what pictures of Nomar in the 1908 throwback. Yeah, you can have this. Yeah. This is a show thing. This is a show yeah. thing. After seeing that, that's one that needs to come back. That was unreal yeah. with the, uh, you know, it has that wide C collar, like the Navy collar uh, and the the string through the through the neck a little baggy but i love them yeah that is i mean you know my thoughts on that i will probably have we'll probably mention that jersey the red sock with boston on it mm-hmm. if if you don't like that jersey i don't i don't get you like that's what i don't understand it's like they're the red socks and it's <laughs> li- a red sock i like the jersey so much more than the logo i gotta tell you <laughs> The logo's cool. Whatever. The logo's cool. We can we can leave that. I can act like I didn't hear that. <laughs> it, the jersey is. I love the I love the vintage aspect. It's baggy, whatever. And then mm-hmm. everyone that thinks they're all slick with the oh Chris Sale's stop. You're not slick. All right. The Chris Sale jersey thing happened like six years ago. All right. He's not gonna like cut up the jerseys. Like stop. Enough Never of that. No, Steve. It's Never such know. a tired reply. Uh, but anyway. My answer for this, just to keep it present, because I agree, Joey, I'm going to start a whole campaign to try to have the team wear those jerseys uh, this year, even though that I'm going to realize I absolutely don't have that power. Um, Gray, my answer is the Red Sox Reds, man. I love the home Reds. I've loved them since Nomar. I still, I have my Nomar Red jersey. I'm going to get that jersey right now. (laughs) You got, look at this. It's great. Got the navy blue letters. Red, you got the five on the back, Noma. This jersey is sick. It somehow still fits me. Jerseys are so weird, man. Like, I, I you'll fit into some that you, uh, you didn't expect, and then some that you're like, oh, that'll still fit me. Feels like it's from Baby Gap. Like, that, that's tough. I have a triple um, XL signed, authentic red Bob Tewksbury socks jersey. And now you and I are both aware. Bob Tewksbury never played for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I don't He's know. just you, a New you, England you, guy. They made the jersey and he signed it. Um, that is, and th- I have that it. is rather hilarious. Yeah. But no, it's. I mean, it's it's a a great item. To have, but it's a one on one probably. One So that that's great. But Gray, hey, great question from Gray. You gotta you gotta slide in the deal. I do one. I do have one. Uh, speaking of one, who is going to be the first? Uh, player on this Red Sox team to hit a home run this season. That comes in from Tim Gaudian. Gaudian. Gaudian? First Sox player to hit a home run. Um, I'm going to go Kike. Ooh. Just because he'll likely be up there in the lineup. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be in Yankee Stadium. And he was named the Babe Ruth of the postseason last year. That's kind of sort of the house that Ruth built, even though it's the house that Jeter Mm -hmm. built, whatever. Uh, I'm going to go Kike. Who you got? Uh, 
I am of the mind that Trevor Story is going to ingratiate himself to Boston like we've never seen before. And I think an incredible way to do that is an opening day home run off of Garrett Cole. So I'm going to double down and, and say Trevor Story. I like that. I like that one a lot. Uh, this comes in from Zakai. Ooh. Zakai. What up, Zakai? First off, love the name. And the question's great as well. Who is your favorite random Red Sox player of all time? I'll start. Mine is Doug Fister. Hell yeah. Sakai is a big Doug Fister guy. Who do you got for random Sox player? We've talked about this a little bit before where like once I see a guy do good, even if it's like two, three games, like I'm immediately of the mindset that he's good, period. And like he should like bring him back. He's a major league worthy guy. Uh, and our good friend Suwei Lin had a stretch where he had like six good games. And the tsunami. Yeah, um, Lin Sanity number two and uh yeah so i would probably say suey all right that's a good answer i got darren lewis i always I, I feel like i've been asked this question before uh darren lewis was the center fielder when i was growing up in the 90s my dad would call him hit it to the wrong guy which i loved as a nickname because he caught everything and he had a solid bat as well darren Lu- darren lewis, lewis is my answer to that one you got another dm over there i do this one's a little bit longer it's a story um Okay. It comes from Abby. You said you could do stories, so this is fair. Yeah, and this is this was a good story. Um, she need, Abby okay. needs our help. Ooh, okay. It's, it starts with, I need your help. I need your help. Okay. I'm trying to convince my mom, who is a Red Sox fan, who is my Red Sox watching buddy, sorry, that we need to go to a Red Sox game during April vacation because she decided to take that week off too. And it would be really, it would be a waste of a good week if we didn't go see a game. She's claiming it's too cold to go in April. But I explained to her, that's why I have Red Sox sweatshirts, and she's lived in New England her whole life, so she should be used to this weather by now. Uh, And these excuses are kind of making me question what kind of a Red Sox fan she is. If you guys could convince her, that would be great. Please call her out for this ridiculous excuse, too. So excited to listen to this pod. She's not going to the games because of the weather in the April. It's too cold cold in Boston in April. In the April. In the, the April. In the April, can um, we convince Abby's mom <laughs> that it's not too cold? What do you? What are your takes on this? Do you? You go to no, games year round. Like, I, I go to a ton of games, kid. But mm-hmm. here's the deal: people that mention that it's too cold in April, enough. All right, be happy that baseball's back. Yeah, baseball's back. It's our favorite sport. All right, the Red Sox are great. They're mm-hmm. going to be buzzing. I'd be stunned if they don't have a good start, especially seeing some of the opponents they have. Just. Be thankful and show that you're thankful by going to the games. Like yeah. last year, I was at opening day, 12% capacity, all right? Mm-hmm. It looked and felt weird. And obviously, I understood the restrictions. This isn't about that. Be thankful that we're starting a season with full capacity for the first time since 2019. This yeah. is the first opening day since the Red Sox <laughs> won the World Series. Wow. This that is they're the first starting an opening day. Opening day since they were dropping since that a opening day right after the title. That, exactly. Wow. How wild is that? That's that really crazy. is crazy when you think about it that way. The first full capacity opening day since they dropped the banner, and I believe got uh, waxed by whoever they played. <laughs> yeah. That was dude. Yeah. That start to that season it, was rough. the first inning um, was sick though. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That part was cool. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, what was the name again? Abby. Abby. Abby's mom. Come on. Abby's mom. There's a series against this Toronto is, is, that week. Come on. If you've lived in New England and you complain about the weather, shame on you. You've lived in New England. This is what happens, all right? It's going to be a little cold. It's going to rain a little bit. Go to the games. The Sox are going to be buzzing. All right, this comes in from Caitlin. 
Hey, Caitlin. She said, what would be more thrilling, immaculate inning to end a game with a one-run lead or walk-off grand slam? Caitlin, I'm sure you're a nice person. That's how I... (laughs) That's how I'm starting my answer. (laughs) But I don't give... And I'm going to tell you right now, Joey. Drop it, dude. I don't give a damn (gasps) about immaculate innings. I don't care. No. And it's something that I haven't really said before because I'm sure people are going to be like, dude, they're so cool. They're awesome. Immaculate innings are so whatever. When they happen, I'm like, neat, I guess. I don't. You threw nine straight strikes in the innings. Sales done it twice. And Pedro did it with the each row involved, I think. Cool. Yeah. I don't really care. You're telling me that that is the same as a walk-off grand slam? If you're down by three and you hit a, let's say, Rafi, tell me this, Joey. We're at a game and the bases are loaded Uh and Scoops comes up and hits a walk-off grand slam? (laughs) Obviously, I'm more excited about that than... Oh, and it's the ninth straight strike, and the game's over. Listen, you know? I, I get, I get what you're saying. It's not a fair fight, but I think it's closer than than you, you're I making it out to be. Bath. I think like a grand slam, like it's not really, not really fair. Well, like I guess you could say like an immaculate inning versus like a walk off. <sighs> I was gonna say like Joey. a walk off double, but like even then, like oh, it's fine. Still no. no, I don't like like a walk off uh, bunt. How about that? Huh? Yeah, I well, it probably should have been something weird because Immaculate's a little funky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drop first half bomb on the show. Can we do that? I'm gonna do another one. Immaculate inning is a little funky, and a walk off grand slam is just baller. Like it's like that's. I'm yeah. pretty sure no one there. Oh, by the way, like for my money, like the coolest hit in baseball history, if you take away relevance of postseason, mm. was Nolan Arenado hitting a walk-off grand slam to complete the cycle. That That's, was like, yeah. I remember we were in the the BR office, like all wa- watching. We're like, he's the coolest is when you're saying he's going to do it because you like knew he was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. It was a home run shy mm-hmm. afternoon g- game, great looking day in Denver. Dude was mm-hmm. just such a. He was at like he's still at the peak of his powers, but he was like peak powers. Yeah. Hits a walk-off grand slam to mm-hmm. hit for the cycle. And then yeah. he's like bleeding down his that's one of the coolest photos ever. Nolan Arenado, blood coming down his face from the celebration at home plate, mm-hmm. yelling after he completed the cycle with a walk-off grand slam. That was yeah. so cool. A, a homer to to finish off the cycle is the coolest. A la And to and, and to end the game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Brock. We will have him on this show as well. Mm. I got one more to close this out, unless you got a, a big no, one. No, go there. for it, man. All right, cool. This is the last one. Comes in from Hunter. Also, shout out to everybody that sent questions in, uh, sent DMs in. We're going to be reading these every episode. We'll probably we might. There was a lot of lot of demand for these, Joey. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that got sent in. We might just do this every episode. All right. <laughs> um, comes in from Hunter. He says, "What is your earliest Fenway Park memory? What do you got, Joey?" I couldn't tell you the year. Probably. And so what I'm going to do is try to tell you the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 98 maybe 99 um i remember walking up the the ramp uh behind home and very clearly i remember saying like looking at my dad and saying wow and and my dad smiling which is like probably a very cool moment for him i i have a youngster i'm very much looking forward to that memory i couldn't tell you what happened on the field that day i don't even know if it was my first time at fenway it was the first time I was there with my brain online. I wasn't just like a 
poop your pants organism. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like a real small human you were, person. You were a real human. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, I was, I remember being overwhelmed uh, at, at the, like what my eyes were seeing uh, and dropping that wow on my dad. Um, as far as like, on what, what, age, what age are we talking here? Four. Okay. Maybe? That's gotta be pretty cool for dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be pretty cool for dad. Yeah. So mine, mine involves my dad as well. It, it was that. Yeah. That, that yeah, was because I don't remember anything on, on field from that day whatsoever. But uh, I remember I remember that. OK, that, mm-hmm. I, that's a really good. one. I like that. Um, I got to go. It was 1996. Mm-hmm. And we used to have seats on the left side. I was on the third base side. And Jose Canseco came up to plate and he hit an absolute bomb like it was. This is before, I mean, I didn't know. I, I couldn't spell steroids. It, no one really <laughs> knew what steroids was, or at least not to my knowledge. And, I mean, this guy had to be juiced out of his mind. And he, he hits a homer that hit the lights. It went into the lights. And I remember asking my dad, I didn't know they could do that. Like, not ask him, just looking at him being like, I didn't know that the players could hit the lights, that it was, like, physically possible. Yeah. And he said something to the degree of like, I think only Jose Canseco can do that. <laughs> like, I'm pre- like it, it really felt like he was the only guy. And then later in the home run derby, three years later, you know, Mark McGuire put on an absolute show, and I was lucky enough to be at that one. Mm-hmm. But the I, I still remember looking up, my dad just stunned that mm-hmm. Canseco hit it into the lights. If you next time you're at Fenway, look at the light tower above yeah. the monster. Canseco hit, uh, <laughs> broke a light bulb up there. Do like, you, that is Do you remember walking nuts. away from that conversation with your dad thinking like, oh, this Jose Canseco guy must be like the best baseball player in the world then? Like you're, well, you're, oh, yeah. yeah. No, when you're a kid, like, and this, this, was, this was the best thing, that the best ongoing joke we had at Fort Myers is like, if Joey and I were in charge of a team. <laughs> I was like, where we are you going just, with this? Yeah. We would just... We would just get all the guys that were in the home yeah, run well, derby. It started because, yeah, it started because the story got signed, and I was like, dude, Trevor Story from the home run derby? From the home run derby? Do you remember watching story? him in the derby, and now he's on the Sox? You kidding? Yeah. So we were saying if we were, like, if you were a kid, if we were, let's let's say us, but, like, at the age of eight, mm. or, or even, like, six, mm-hmm. like I was when that Conseco homer happened, and we were in charge of the Red Sox. We would just put the guys from the home run derby. We would just get all the home run derby guys. Yeah, well, of course like that's, you would. That would be it. It's just like, are you guys dumb? Uh, you decided to build the team around like utility and speed. We got all the guys, These guys from all the 96 home, home run derby. <laughs> they hit all the home runs. <laughs> they hit the home runs. Are you dumb? <laughs> are you stupid? So, yeah, that was my first one. Jose yeah. Canseco hitting a ball into the lights. And I will never forget that. Uh, Joey, that is that is our first episode. That's it. That is it. Did you have any closing thoughts? <laughs> be funny uh, if that you was how get... it, that's how it ends. That's it. That, Bye. That's it. Bye. Um, <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts here? Buckle up. No, I don't. Uh, I, I I really don't. But I, I'm incredibly happy that uh, this is here. It's been a long time coming. Um, incredibly excited for the opportunity. I want to publicly thank you for having me on here uh, to, to do this with you. Couldn't be more happy. Um, and very, very stoked to see where this show goes, what we can do, and hopefully make something that y'all like. I just want to thank a good list of people that have aided us in getting to this point of launching. There are so many humans that are necessary 
just to get to this episode one. Everybody at Odyssey uh, that has gotten us to this point, J.D. Crowley, Mike D., Lena Glazer, Danny Freisinger, Matt Casey, Shaquille Anderson, Meredith Tiger, Jody Avergan, the whole team with 2,400 sports. We've started this from the ground up, gotten episode one, Mm -hmm. and I just can't wait for what we have coming up here uh, Meredith and Kurt with mm-hmm. Cadence 13, super helpful with the graphics for this show. Ken and Dana with WEEI, uh, making sure we promote it over the airwaves there and have that connection with the Red Sox as well. Everybody at the Red Sox mm-hmm. and Major League Baseball that has been a huge part of this, getting us, again, to this point of launch. There's so much that goes into it. I'm so thankful we're finally here. An enormously awesome Red Sox season is coming up around the corner. And Joey, I got to thank you. You've done a ton as well to get us to this point, and we are going to have a lot of fun this season, along with everybody that is listening at home. So we'll be back for another episode of Inside the Monster on Monday. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. (laughs) 